0: evening, and a happy Hanukkah to everyone. Hanukkah, you're supposed to learn Hasidus. Um Tonight's class was uh, dedicated by a real glut, uh, and a real market over here. Uh, in honor of, they provide us for food always for every class, so it's always a big merit for them. Uh, they want uh, this to go to the schus of Rivke Bas Frida, uh, she should be healthy and strong. And for Nisimchai Bas Sarah. Be gesund and stark until 120 and beyond. And uh, only only good health. Thank you. Okay. Um, so here's the mimer. Rani Vesimchi Bas Siyan. Let me just shut this so we don't get any interruptions. Okay. A very special discourse, as all the discourses are. I started appearing very late, and I regret it because it's such a beautiful mimer. And it seems like there's a lot of commentary on it, and I didn't get to read all the commentary on this discourse. First of all, the discourse has a... We're learning it from Torah Or, which is the, the version of the Tzemach Tzedek, as he took his grandfather's Memarim, the Altareb, and he put it together. So in Parshas Miketz, being that it's in Parshas Mikates, but it's on Hanukkah, it's on the Haftorah. We're going to read this Shabbos. The Haftorah begins with the Pasuk, Rani Vesimchi Bas which means sing and rejoice, the daughter of Zion." It's talking about the Jewish people should sing because Hashem is coming to live amongst them. It's telling us, obviously, before the redemption, to be happy because the redemption is coming. Um, so again, the, this is the discourse from the Tzemach Tzedek. It's the Alter Eber, Reb Shneir Zalman's discourse. But the version that the Tzemach Tzedek chose to put into Torah or. There is another version of this mimer which added a lot of clarification to me when I compared the two the two versions, which is in Tav Kuf Samache. Looks like this mimer was said the same year, the mimer we learned last week about dreams, it was said by the Altareb in the same year. Because that mimer was also, the one we learned last week on Vayeshev, was also from the year Tovkov Kof Samache. Um, now, so over there, that's actually a very, in some ways, a clearer version of the discourse. Then the mimer is to be found in the Tzemach Tzedek's discourses where he brings this whole mimer with commentary, with a lot of commentary, Kabbalistic commentary. And that is in two places. In Oratora on Hanukkah. Um, in Helek Beis of is a very beautiful, the mimer with a lot of commentary, which I didn't do justice to at all. I was just skimming through, but there's so much here. But maybe it's good, because or else it would take five hours. Um, then, it's also in in Zechariah, in the Navi, in um, the Mimur is in Z- the, this pasuk "Rani Vessimchi" this comes from the from the prophets Zechariah. So, over there, there is a beer and actually, very, 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 very beautiful, in which he explains the Mimer much more than in other places. So that helped me out a little bit as well, but everybody came too early, so I couldn't finish. If you would have come in two hours from now, I would have been ready. Um, we should try that. We should try starting this year at 11.30. Then I think I'll be ready. Um, another version of the Mimer is in the next Rebbe, the Rebbe Marash, in Taf Reish Chav Zayin, Parshas Baaloyzcha, Rani Vesimchi Baas so over there, there's another version of the discourse with, it seems, with a lot of commentary, which I didn't get to learn. And it looks like it's got a lot of clarification. So I'm going to do it, Be'ezer Sashem, on my own. I'm excited to do it. but hopefully. And then, I forgot to say, the Mittler Rebbe, the second Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe, it's got like 25 pages on this discourse in, in Maimara Admer Amtsoy. So what I'm saying is that there's much more than what we're learning tonight contained in this mimer that we're learning. Far more depth, far more light. Uh, let's try to nibble. We're going we're to gnash a little bit, you know. I'll do a little nibble, a little bit gnashing on it and see what he says. Okay, so the Pasuk says as follows. Rani vismchi in rejoice and, and uh, sorry, sing and rejoice. Now by the way, in Torah Or, there's two maimarim on the same Pasuk, Rani Vesimchi. The more popular one that people know more is the second one. Because I think Hasidus Muvueres, the book Hasidus Muvueres, which is the book which took many discourses and gave commentary on it to make it understandable, has that maimar Rani Vesimchi. So most people who learn the Rani Vesimchi on Hanukkah learn that discourse. That we did a few years ago. Um, the first one, Rani V'simchi, this Rani V'simchi has not been translated into any commentary, as far as I know. So we're going to do that tonight, which is good. In any case, so it says in the Pasuk, Rani V'simchi Basirin. Rejoice, Basirin. Again, this is the Haftorah that we read this, khana, this on Shabbos. Love and to understand. Lama Yisro bas. Why are the Jewish people called daughter? Hashem says rejoice, the daughter of Zion. Which means that God is referring to us as a daughter. Kamoi bas We're called the daughter of Zion, Bas Yerushalayim. Why not the Ben? Why not the son of Jerusalem? The son of Zion? Why are we called the daughter of Zion? So Isa a The Medrish, it says in the Medrish as follows. Mashal There is a mashal, there is a... A, an, a, an analogy an allegory to a king and it says like this it's interesting in the maimer here he doesn't quote the whole medrash he only quotes like little parts but I see in the Rebbe Marash's maimer he quotes more of the medrash this is in the end of Pasha's Pekude Ubekama, drushim I guess okay it says Shal um, Rajbi as Rebbe Bray. Brei Rajbi Rebbe Shimon Ba Yechai asked Rebbe no. El- Rabbi Lazar ben Reb... Which Rebel Lazar is this? Rebel Lazar the son of somebody. Who could it have been? I'm trying, I'm trying to think which Rabbi Lazar. Rebbe Shimon bar Yechai had a son, Rabbi Lazar. But Rabbi Shimon bar Yechai was not asking his own son, did you hear from your father anything? Because <laughs> he says to him, did you hear from your father? So it must be Rabbi Lazar ben Reb somebody. With a Yud. Yoychanan Yitzchak, what else can it be? Elizabeth Yeshua? There's no Yeshua. Okay, I don't know. Anyways, he asks him, Did you hear from your father, mahu she'itro loy What does it mean when it says, Go out and see the king Shlomo? It's a Pasuk. It says in Shira Shirim. it says, Go take a look at the king Shlomo HaMelech when he is wearing the crown that his mother crowned him. Impli- and now we know whenever it says in Shira Shirim, the king, in the Song of Songs, the king, it's referring to God. God is the king. So go look at the king Shlomo when he's wearing his crown that his mother crowned him. So who's God's mother? That's very strange. Let me explain it to you. It is an analogy to a king who had a daughter. He really, really cherished her. Loizaz Mechavava, he did not depart from showing his love to her, meaning he left various different um, expressions of love that he cherished his daughter. And one of the expressions of love that he showed to his daughter, his affection, is he called her my daughter. Achakara Biti, called her my daughter. Well, that's what she was, she was his daughter. Loizas but then, he, but but he wasn't, he wasn't satisfied with with only calling him his daughter. So at a certain time, he referred to his daughter. His sister, he says, here, "Here's my sister." Similar to when you find Avram Avinu when he's coming with Sarah, she's married to him, but then she says she's my sister. Okay, so here too, God refers to the Jewish people first as his daughter, then. Then we find that Hashem also refers to Israel as his sister. Loizaz Machavava, and then Hashem goes so far to refer to the Jewish people as his mother. acha Imi to he refers to Israel as his mother. so too it is about Hashem. Bitchila Yisrael Bas. First he refers to the Jewish people as daughter. as it says, Shimi Bas, listen up, my daughter. ENC, It's a verse in Tehilim. It says, "Listen up, my daughter." Ure'inc. Hati oznech. Bend your ear. Shichichi amech. Forget your your people. Ubeis avich. And your father's house. hamelach And the king will desire your beauty. What does it mean? First of all, it says, "Listen, daughter." Who's he referring to? God is talking to who? To the Jewish people. Listen up, daughter. He says, listen well, bend your ears to listen. But what I need you to do is I need you to forget your, 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 your people and forget your father's house. Obviously, it doesn't mean forget me, I'm your father. What he means is some other father. Some other father. It's almost like a king falls in love with this young girl. And he calls her my daughter. Let's say she's not really his daughter. With God, we are really his daughter. But let's just say she's not really his daughter. But he calls her my daughter, which is like a sign of affection. And then he says to her, but I need you one thing. I need you to forget your, your father's house. I need you to forget your nationality. I want you to be completely mine. I don't want you to belong to wherever it is, where you come from. So too, God says to the Jewish people, we'll soon see what this means. My daughter, and wait, and when and when you will do that, when you will do that, that you will forget your father's house, your, your people and your father's house, then the king will desire your beauty. In other words, when will you be desirable to the king, which would mean to Hashem, to me, Hashem is saying to me, when will you be beautiful to me, when you will forget your father's house. We'll soon see in the mimer, this is referring to a type of Jew. Again, we'll see the Mimer is going to explain that there are three kinds of Jews. There are Jews that are called daughters of God. There are Jews that are called sisters of God. And there are Jews that are called mothers of God. Which is very strange, but that's just the way it is. And we'll understand how that works. How can you be a mother to Hashem? But okay. Um, But there are three types of Jews. But we're going to see, now the lowest one is daughter. We'll see why. The lowest one is daughter. The daughter is a Jew who's still struggling with darkness. The lowest type of a Jew. I mean, most of us are in this category. We are still struggling with the darkness of this world. And in that sense, God is saying, listen listen up, my daughter. Forget your father's house. Forget your your, 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 your people In other words Leave go of your physical attachments To the material world Leave go, drop it Disconnect a little bit Come closer to me Get involved in spirituality Get involved in godliness Get involved in serving Hashem Forget, forget your father's house In the sense means Forget your materialistic world which is your world, it's called your people and your father's house, because of your body. That's native to your body. Your body is native. Your body feels very comfortable with physicality, with the material pleasures. God is saying, I can't be married to you. You're not going to shine as a beautiful soul if you're so indulgent in the material pleasures of the world. So the king is saying, my daughter, drop your father's house, drop your, 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 your people and then the king will desire your beauty. You'll shine as a beautiful bride to Hashem. When what, you will leave go of the material attachments. Because as long as you're deeply entrenched in materialism, it dulls your beauty. It's covering up. It's like this beautiful princess who's gotten herself all dirty and filthy and smelly. So even though she's essentially beauty, beautiful, but the beauty is not seen because it's so covered up. Anyways, I'm just quoting. Again, the Medrash says, let's go back to the Medrash. The Medrash says that God refers to the Jewish people as my daughter. But then his love increases to them, and he says, He didn't go away from showing love to them. He refers to Israel as his sister. As it says, There's a verse. It says, Open up for me, my sister, my bride. So again, we're referring to his bride, but he says, "Open up for me, my sister, my bride." He's referring that to the Jewish people as his sister. And then, but then God says, "His love for her was so powerful; he did not go away from from loving them." from showing his affection and his love, until he referred to the Jewish people as his mother. It says, My people, listen to me, and my nation, pay very close attention to me. Now the word, means my nation. But the way the Pasuk is written, that's the way it's read when you look at the actual words, the way it's written is it says without a vav, after the aleph. So it doesn't say "leumi, my nation. It can be read "leimi, my mother. With a vav, it means my nation. Without a vav, it means i'mi, my mother. So the Pasuk is saying, God is calling the Jewish people my mother. And this is what it means when it says in the Pasuk, that go look at the king while he is wearing the crown that his mother crowned him. Shuhu and imi. This is what we're called. That Hashem refers to the Jewish people as my mother. Okay. Now again, this is a pasuk showing on God's love to Israel. Without hasidis it's it's just simple showing that Hashem is just every every type of relationship is a different kind of a relationship. You love your mother different than you love your sister. And you love your daughter different than you love your sister and your mother. Each one, with God and us, He loves us in every way possible like a mother, like a sister, like a. That's a simple thing. But we're gonna see it goes much deeper. It's three levels in connection to God. Every neshama can connect to God like a daughter, or it can connect to God like a sister. Or it can connect to God like a mother. Obviously, connecting to God like the mother is the highest. Because a mother means you are, a mother raises a child. A mother is giving, the child is receiving from the mother. So this is really, really very puzzling, but God can be receiving from us. And then we're considered his mother. That's on the highest level. And then we can be equal to Hashem. And then we're called a sister, or brother, same idea, brother or sister, but meaning siblings. And at times we are his daughter. A daughter is a recipient from her father. Her father buys her a Hanukkah gift. Her father takes her to the doctor. Her father prepares her lunch. Her father, she's a recipient. She's not giving, she's receiving. So when we are recipients of God's of godliness, as we're gonna see, then we're called his daughter. We're gonna see soon that there is these are different types of generally we can say every neshama, but really it's different types of souls. There are souls that are daughters, our souls that are sisters, and then there are souls that are mothers. Now, as I mentioned earlier, mother is the highest. But yet, the Pasak is saying, Rani Vesimhi Bastsiyain rejoice and be happy the daughter of zion which is talking about which is talking about the prophecies of the future it says who should be happy who should rejoice who should sing who should dance because the great light of mashiach is coming the daughter of zion it doesn't say the mothers of zion it doesn't say the siblings it says the daughter and what does that mean when Moshiach will come, everything will be flipped upside down. Today's days, the Jews that are considered God's daughters are considered the most inferior. Being a daughter means you're just a recipient of His light. When Moshiach will come, the daughter will be the highest. Those who served God in the manner of the daughter, when Moshiach will come, those who served Hashem like a daughter, not like a, not like a sister, and not like a mother, but those who served God like a daughter, which as we're going to see soon, are the simple Jews. The quality of their service is suddenly going to shine so brightly when Mashiach comes that they are going to be elevated higher and higher and higher even than those that are considered mother. Today's days the highest Jews are the mothers of God. Or the siblings of Hashem. The daughters are uh, simple. When Mashiach comes, it's precisely the simple Jews that will shine. And that's why the Apostlech is saying, Rani, rejoice, v'simchi, and be happy. Who? Bas Tzion, the daughter of Zion. The Nishamas that are daughters, they should rejoice that's the theme of the discourse it's going to explain what these three relationships are in our spiritual dynamics and our service to Hashem and in the end he gives a very small little something that when Mashiach will come the daughter will arise higher than all the others uh, and again from the discourse itself you wouldn't understand what that means but from the commentary from the Tzemach Tzedek and the others it's where there is explanation a little more um, this idea of why, what does it mean that when Mashiach will come, the daughter will be the highest? In other words, the Jews who are is, um, let me let me let me put it this way. What are the three? I'm, I'm just going to give a little introduction, so even if you have to leave earlier before we get to the end, at least you get the synopsis of what he's really saying. And what he's saying is like this. Um. The daughter, the Jews that are called daughters, these are mitzvah Jews, Jews who occupy themselves primarily with doing mitzvahs. The mitzvah Jews are called daughters of God. Their main avoda is doing mitzvahs. Then there are Jews that are called brothers or sisters to God, siblings. Those Jews are Torah scholars. They're the siblings of Hashem. And he's going to explain because they run the universe. The Chachamim, the scholars, they control the world. They have the deciding decision-making in all matters of the conduct of the world. Who is going to be elevated, who is going to be promoted, who is going to be demoted, who is going to be the president... It's all decided by the sages. God gave them over the reins of creation. They run the worlds. It says in the Pasuk that the sages are the kings. The rabbanan, they're the rulers. That's why they're equal to God. They're called siblings. Just like he has the ability to run the world, they run the world too. Now, these are different types of Nishamas. And mainly, these are people who are huge scholars. And these people who Torah study is their life. It's called Torah imnas umnasam. Torah is their trade. They don't, because every Jew is obligated to learn some Torah. Even a mitzvah Jew. Even a Jew who's a mitzvah Jew, his, his avodah is to learn Torah. Obviously the people who learn Torah all day are also obligated in doing mitzvahs. The question is only which one is their primary life. There is Jews who are business people, working people. Simple people. And they, they learn a little Torah because it's a mitzvah to learn Torah. But they're simple. They're called servants of Hashem. Simple servant. The level of servant is also called daughter as we're soon going to see why it's called daughter. Now, the level of servant being a simple servant, an eved, a simple servant, that's also called daughter. And okay, and that's the simple service and it's a mainly mitzvahs. Then you have the brothers of God, are those who study Torah. As we said earlier, they are also called ministers. Just like a minister is a governor, he governs the the king governs, but the king doesn't govern himself. The king hands it over to the to the to the ministers. The ministers once in a while the king mixes in, but the king is like Yosef. We see, you know, Paro gives Yosef everything. He says, "You run the country, while well, I go play pool and poker, whatever he was doing, and you're running the country." God does the same thing He's busy with being God And He l- leaves the running of the world Over to the Chachamim They basically run everything As can, The Mimer explains that so beautifully at a, certain, a small little place but How the Chachamim, they, 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 they run the worlds. And these are the brothers They're the ministers, they're also called brothers Because they're equal in power Then there are the mothers of God The mother? Ooh, what is that? Those are Jews who serve God in the deepest prayer. The deepest level. So you got mitzvah, you got Torah, and then you got the daveners. But not regular daveners. Those whose souls almost expire every day in their prayer. So the word tzaddikim, who whenever they prayed, they said goodbye to their family. Because they didn't know if they were coming back alive. They were in such state of ecstasy, such state of complete, their souls were ready to, be, to, to, to expire in the bliss of their Mesira Snafesh. The avod of Mesira Snafesh in prayer is called mother. We'll see why it's called mother. Okay? So, and that's the highest kind of service. The highest kind of service, Mesira Snafesh. But what's beautiful in the Maimah, and this is what I love about this Maimah so much, what's beautiful about the Mimer, is after he explains the greatness of prayer, and after he explains the greatness of Torah, he comes back in the end and saying that as no matter how great all these things are, the simple Jew who does the mitzvahs without all that understanding, and he struggles with his own darkness, saying, the daughter is going to be higher than everybody else. Rani v'simchid basta the servant's as it says when Mashiach comes, Mashiach is going to reveal the beauty of the simple Jews. That's what it says. He ne avdi, when Mashiach is going to come. That's why I can explain why a lot of scholars don't want Mashiach to come. I spoke about it in my CD two weeks ago. There are people out there that are scaring people from Mashiach. They say, oh, Mashiach is going to come. I hear it all over the place. Sheikh's gonna come, who knows, who knows what's gonna happen. Because now the Tamida Chachamim are higher than the simple people. When Mashiach comes, he's gonna reveal the simple people are higher. So they're afraid of that, subconsciously, because if they would learn Hasidic, they would know this. And then they wouldn't be afraid, because they would say, that's so beautiful. But subconsciously, they're maybe uncomfortable with it. Like it says, the Maraglim the reason why the Meragam didn't want to go into the land of Israel because they wouldn't be leaders after they went into Israel because the Hanaga would be different they wouldn't be anymore because the Jews didn't really operate so much in tribes that they had a Nasi after when once they came into Israel it was a king and whatever it wasn't like a leader so they were afraid to give up their position but I feel bad because why do they have to, why do these rabbis have to scare all the other Jews if they have a problem with Mashiach keep it to yourself don't scare everybody else the simple Jews have a lot to look forward to. Okay, that's just parenthetical. I just had to share that. Get it off my chest. Now um, we can learn the Mayra. Okay. So um I really read already the first piece. I just did it a little bit more by Arichus quoting from here. So we're holding it the second the second chapter. Vihine to understand Inyin Gimel Elu, these three bikinois, <laughs> In, in the service of God. Oh, and I do want to say one more thing. One more thing I want to say, which is something that comes all the way in the end of the mimer. But being that I'm afraid that some people won't be here all the way at the end, I have such a feeling. That's why I want to throw this little nugget out now so there should be uh, at least a, uh, something beautiful. And no, no, not to stay, not incentive. Just that it's simply because I, I want you to leave with this. Each of these types of service—the service of simple mitzvah observance, the service of Torah study, and the service of expiration in prayer—highest type of davening, mesirus nefesh. One is called mother. One is called. One is called sister, and one is called daughter. All these Jews accomplish what's called Yechudim. Basically, we cause a union between God and the world. We accomplish a union between God and the world in mitzvah. We accomplish a union between God and the world in, in, um, in Torah study. And we accomplish a union between God and the world in prayer. That's why before we Davin, before we say Baruch Sha'amar, we say L'Shem Yichud, Berichu and HaShchinte, we're going to cause a union between Akkadish Baruch Hu and the HaShchim. Before we do a mitzvah, some people have the minhag, Sfaradim, Chassidim, not Chabad Chassidim, because Chabad Chassidim rely on saying it in the beginning of the day one time, L'Shem Yichud, and we apply it to all the Davin, everything that happens. But other Chassidim and Sfaradim and those who follow a kabbalistic um, thing say it before every mitzvah. because a mitzvah causes a union between Hashem and the Shechinah, and Torah also causes a union between Hashem and the Shechinah. So it's 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 in Torah. It's in, but the Yechudim that come together are obviously different. It's a different Yechud. It's a different connection, and it's it's three different it's the yichud of yud It's the yichud of Hashem's name, yud k the tetragrammaton, with other names. In prayer, it's the yichud of yud k with the name Eke. It's the name Eke, Asher, Eke, that Hashem, Shias meant with Moshe Rabbeinu by the Yetzirah Mitzrayim. So when you, when you daven with Mesir as expiring, you cause a union between the yud Vavke and the name aleph yud. Aleph yud, hey. How do you spell it? Give me a minute here. It's spelled aleph Hay yud hey. Ech has aleph Hay yud hey. Okay. Now, when you learn Torah you cause a union between Havaya and Elohim. When you learn, when you do mitzvahs, you cause a union between Havaya and Aleph, Dalid Nun, Yud. Okay? Now let's count up these, let's count up these unions. The Gematrias. So, the first thing we'll do is we'll do three times twenty-six because you got three times avaya. So three times twenty-six is how much? Seventy-eight. No, remember that. Good. Aleph daled nun you're the sixty-five, and you're the one with the phone, so you can make the calculations. Matt, you, you, you got you got the phone over there. You got you got you to give me the. You have to have the calculations. Seventy-eight plus sixty-five. Anybody knows a little math? 143 good 78 from the three Yudke kevavkes, three times Yudke kevavke, and and 65 because Aleph Taled Nun Yud is 65 so we got 143 now plus another 86 Elohim is 86 143 143 what is it? plus 86 is how much? 229 good now the last the last name of god 229 is if you add 86 which is the name of Elohim Elohim is 86 now the name Eke. okay one minute let's, let's finish let's let, we'll finish the calculation one minute 229 then we add Eka Aleph, Hey yud hey 21 229 plus Two fifty. Now watch this. Again, we're we're combining yud kevafke listen yud K. with Aleph, dalet nun yud. That's one pair. We're making three couples. Three couples are getting married. Okay, we have three chuppas. Let, let's let's make. There's three weddings happening in Los Angeles tonight. Okay, one is in Moshe Gans Hall, one is in 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 uh, which the other hall over there. It's Jacob. No, okay, that's Jacob, and the other one is in. The um, poinsettia, no? Canaryl. Good, three weddings. Okay. One is Havaya. <laughs> Sorry. One is Havaya with him. Listen, so we don't get confused. One is Yudke Vavke with Aleph Taled Nun Yud. That's one couple. Yeah, I wanted to make it easier. Yudke Vavke with Aleph Taled Nun Yud is one. The second one is Yudke Vavke with Elo Kim. The third one is Yudke Vovke with the name with the name Eke, Aleph, Hey, Yud, Hey. Well, when you combine all these three couples together, all these three unions together, one is accomplished through prayer, one is accomplished through Torah, and one is accomplished through mitzvahs, you get 250. Okay? We did it. I'm telling you it works. We just did the calculation. The gematria is 250. From the three couples together, all three, Yudke Vavkei with Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud. Yudkei Vavkei with Elohim. Yudkei Vavkei with Eke, Aleph, hey Yud, He. Do the math of all these six names together. Three times Yudke Vavkei and three, the three other names. Add them all together, you get 250, which is exactly the gematria of Ner, Ner, Candle. And Hanukkah—that's what he says. The light of Hanukkah contains all these Yechudim. the Yechudim of Torah, the Yechud of tefillah, and the Yechud of it combines mother, daughter, and sister—all three unions with God—is all in the near Hanukkah, in the candles of Hanukkah. Just that, that, and I couldn't have that. I couldn't have you miss that. And that's that—that's what he says all the way in the end of the ma'am. Okay, now let's explore each one of them separately. What does it mean to be God's mother, to be God's sister, or to be God's daughter? Let's read inside. To understand these three in the service of God, there's three three levels in the Jewish people. We have these three names because um, we have these three names We have these three names because we have three different types of souls. Three different types of Jews. And we need to first understand So to understand this, we first need to understand what it says in the Pasuk. That the soul... Of a person, is the lamp of God. It's a very strange pasuk. What does it mean? The soul of a person is the lamp of God. Yeah, our Hashem is the lamp of God. I want to have something about a lamp. A lamp means a lamp means it illuminates for God. No, if if we're Hashem's lamp, near Hashem nishmas adam, that means we're giving Him light. Which is strange. What does it mean we're giving him light? How do we give him light? Now, the Mepharshim explain that what it means is, that's on the simple level, is that being that God put a neshama inside of you, that's his chip that he planted in you that tells him everything about your life. In other words, how does God know every single thought that you think, and every single deed that you've done, and every act that you do, and everything? Because God planted a chip in you and that's com- constantly communicating it's the neshama that's a piece of God he put it inside of you and that's why it means it illuminates for Hashem Neir Hashem he, he illuminates it gives him light to see what's going on with wherever you walk wherever you go he's got a GPS kind of you know a device connected to you so he's got it all on record nishma that's the simple mean Hasidus comes along and makes it a hold Neir Hashem Nishmas adam, as we're going to see soon what does it mean? The soul of man is the lamp of God. He's going to explain like this: We actually, we're the ones who illuminate yutke vavke. The soul of man, our neshamas, have the ability to illuminate the yutke vavke. Yutke vavke. As we turn on that lamp, neir Hashem. That means what causes Yudke vavke to shine? The yutke vavke is shining. God's name is shining yud heh vav K. that's God's name. But who turns on that lamp? Who, who kind of like, creates that lamp? Nishmas Adon, the soul of man below. Why? Are our souls, ni, the nishama of man, creates or draws forth Ner Hashem, the Nair, the lamp of yud key Why? So the Rebbe is going to explain, mainly, is that God Himself, His illumination only comes to the world through Hashem's illumination only comes to the world through the Yud And Without the Yud Vavke, Hashem is unreachable, unknowable, unfathomable, incomprehensible. The Ebishtar is absolutely unknown. It's only through the sphero, through the attributes. That God light filters into existence, into creation. Now, since Hashem is so infinitely beyond any attribute that can any kind of attribute, even the big, even to say about him that he's kind, that's already a limitation. To say about him that he's wise and intelligent, that's also a limitation. He's infinitely beyond any description. Yet he does emanate the attributes. Oh, so he's going to explain that it requires on Hashem's part a powerful tzimtzum, a powerful contraction, which he hides and holds back his infinite light. He has to withdraw his infinite light so that he can illuminate the sefirot, the attributes. The attributes can only come into existence by a removal of the non-attributic element of God, which means from God's infinite undefinable, so Hashem has to hold back the light. And only allow, that's why the attributes begin, all the attributes are associated with God's name, Yud, ke Vav, K. So the Yud is the Chachma, the first of the attributes. The He is the Bina, the second of the attributes. The Vavah, the six emotions. And the latter He is Malchus. And all the ten attributes are in Yud, K Vav, K. What does it begin with? What's the first one? Yud. What does a Yud mean? A tiny decimal point, a point. What does that mean? God removes his metzamtzem, his mesalek, he retracts, he pulls away his infinite light, all that he leaves over is a little crumb, a little yud, a crumb of his light and that becomes the source of all emanation and all illumination and all life, flow of life to the cosmos is all from that concentrated one little yud. But here's an amazing Indian. Why should Hashem concentrate Himself into the Yud? Why should Hashem withdraw? What causes this symptom? Why does God do that? If, why should He... He wants a creation. Obviously He wants a creation. But there needs to be somebody that stimulates that desire. Someone has to continuously fuel... Someone has to continuously fuel in God the desire to remove his infinite light and to define himself into the esser Seferos, into the Ten Attributes. Who causes that? That's the Nishamas, the Jewish Nishamas. And that's the deeper meaning of Ner Havaya Nishmas Adam. That what causes the Ner Havaya, the Yud Kei, Vav Kei, to illuminate, the spheros to illuminate, Nishmas Adam, Nishamas of the human beings. And what, We'll soon see; it gets even much richer in a minute. The nishmas adam, the soul, our souls, through our avodah that we do, we continuously inspire Hashem to contract His infinite light and to emanate that point, that yud, and then eventually the hay expand, and the hay, and then the vav, and then the hay. So we continuously create that inyan of yud kevavke. And that's the meaning Ne'er Havaya, Nishmas Adam, the soul of man creates, draws forth Ne'er Havaya, the illumination of Yud Kevavke. Now, through what do we do that? Through what? Particularly through Nishmas Adam doesn't only mean Nishama. Nishama. Why is our Nishama called Nishama? The word Nishama comes from the word Nishima. Nishima means breathing. Inhaling and exhaling. You're breathing in and out. He's explaining a that what causes this 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 constant contraction of Hashem's light to funnel himself so to speak into the point and thereby into the creation. What causes and what stimulates this constant contraction? And this is the neshama. But what avoid of the neshama? The avoid the called inhaling and exhaling, inhaling and exhaling. What's that? That's the avoid of what's called ratzai v'shuv. Ratzai is true. Is is the desire of a neshama. When when a person contemplates God's greatness, as he's going to discuss over here, it creates within the neshama, especially if you have a pure soul. If you haven't chas he's going to explain what do we do if we didn't mess up our neshama a little bit. If we did, if we did chas contaminate the soul. Okay, that there it can happen. But if but if he did keeps his neshama clean, and then he meditates on certain things that he's going to say that one should meditate on, on God's MS and Hashem's greatness and Hashem's exclusivity, and there's nothing but Him, what happens is there becomes a burning desire of the soul to, to wrench its, itself out of the body, to schlep itself out of the body, to to extract, become extracted from the body and to and to become unified with Hashem. And that's what we're supposed to do when we say Shema. Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekenu Hashem Khad the Arizal says is a moment of Mesiras Nefesh. Mesiras Nefesh over here does not mean, I'm ready to die, Al-Kiddush Hashem. Mesiras Nefesh over here doesn't mean, I'm ready to die, Al-Kiddush Hashem. That we do later in Shema, when we say, Bachal Nafshecha, When all your life, even, even, if they're, even if they're taking your soul what's the mysterious nefesh by Shema Yisrael Hashem, Hashem achad? it means that the neshama is dissolving in God's light the neshama literally is ready to expire you so sharply experience the oneness of Hashem and the infinite light of God that you want to break out of the body and unify it. however you know that that's not Hashem's will Hashem doesn't want you to die during davening. Hashem didn't send you in a body that you should escape the body what does Hashem want you to do? Once you're ready to be Meister Nefesh, you feel and you sense what Hashem wants. And what does Hashem want? Hashem wants to have a Dira B'tachtayim. Hashem wants we should make, bring Him down into this world. So what do we say right after, and how do we bring Hashem down into this world? By making Kalim where Hashem can reside. And what are the Kalim that we make for Hashem to reside? Torah and Mitzvahs. When you do a Mitzvah, you're creating a vessel... Which God can resign. and when you're learning Torah, you're being mamshich Hashem's light into the world. That's why. Why do we say immediately after the Shema, and then God says, "You you want you want me, but instead of you coming into me, let me come into you." I want to enter into your world. I want you to prepare a home for me down here on Earth, and that is true. And first, it speaks about Limud Torah, and then it speaks about kiya mitzvahs. Tfillin, and we know that tfillin is not only tfillin because hook shakala Everything is compared to tfillin. The of drawing Hashem down into kalim, into vessels. When we do this, you know what we're doing. We are accomplishing that's called exhaling and inhaling. Exhaling is when the life is leaving the body. Exhaling. That's, that's mesiras nefesh. Mesiras nefesh is the exhaling, the neshima outward. Your is, wants to go away from vessels. It wants to go away from all containers. It wants to go back into the infinite. Inhaling is drawing godly life through Torah and Mitzvahs back into kalim and into vessels. Out and in. Out and in. And when we have this avoid of Ratzay Veshuv, a highest Ratzay we cause the same thing to happen in the Ur Ensayf. Through our leaving the body and contraction and, and the Neshama being going, going back into Source, our soul expiring, so to speak, to Hashem during the Masiris Nefesh we cause the infinite light also to withdraw into its source. It shouldn't be... Remember we said earlier, as long as the infinite light is present, you can't see the dot. Then the world would be flooded with God's light and there can't be a creation. So Hashem has to retract and pull back His oil. When we, when our and Hashem have Messira nefesh, that causes the order in to withdraw into itself. When we channel Hashem's light into the world through learning Torah and doing a mitzvah, that's causing Hashem too to emanate into vessels, to a bring out... So really what happens is like this. Through the ratzoy, we create the yud. The yud is the point, the dot, the concentration. And through the shuv, through doing mitzvahs and bringing Hashem down into vessels, we create the hay. The hay is already Hashem settling into already design, and that's that's the idea of Neir Hashem Nishmas Adam, the soul of man. And that's also when we say every nishama, ka. What is the meaning of? Ka? Simply it means every Nishama should praise God. But the deeper meaning, Hanishama, every halal means praise, but Halel also means to cause illumination. Because when you, and, and they're really connected to each other, because when you praise someone, let's say you say, You know, Yankul, you're such a chazan. I heard about you, I heard you chazanis chazanist, So Yankel generally is shy, he doesn't like to sing. He, uh, but when people start praising him, oh, you heard of chazan, you have chazan in the shul, came okay, Suddenly you praise the guy that he's such a chazan, you draw forth that, that talent to want to express itself and they always do this by dinners, they talk about the philanthropy of the gevir, anyway, such a gevir, such a chesed. This, you call forth that midah. So koil ha every neshama, tahalel, should cause an illumination of yudke. We need to continuously stimulate the yudke, because on its own, what would happen to the yudke? It would dissolve. Because we said earlier, there has to be a constant effort that Hashem should concentrate Himself into a yud and into the hay. And then expand in the hay so that he can become the life force of the creation. And how do we do it? Through nishama. The sages say, What does nishama mean? I'll call nishima the on every time you inhale and exhale. That's our avod. inhaling and exhaling, causing the cosmic flow of divine energy in the world. This is basically what he's going to say in the next five paragraphs. I just gave this introduction so it's going to flow easier. Now you'll see it. In his words. Of a inyan who... Okay, hold on. with a we need to understand. Masha Kosov, we're holding on the beginning of the second chapter. I'm sorry. The beginning of the second paragraph. The, the, the second paragraph began with the words, v'hine lahavin. Inyan gimel. And I'm holding you the second line over there. Um That the nair of God, the candle of God, the lamp of God is the soul of man, shahana The Vineshamma is called the Nair, the candle, the lamp of the name of Avaya. How can Awan Ishamah be Hashem's lamp? He's asking another question. Avarei Pam the Pasak says elsewhere the opposite. Ki aton ne'ri Hashem, you are my lamp. We say in Tehillim, Ki aton ne'ri Hashem, you are my lamp. That means you illuminate us. And here Hashem says, Ne Hashem nishmas Adam, that the soul of man illuminates Hashem. Which one is it? Are we illuminating Hashem, or is Hashem illuminating us? And the answer is both are true. He's first going to explain how our neshama illuminates God. Illuminates the Yud-K, not Hashem. The Yud-K, which is Hashem's name. It illuminates the Sviris. Ki ato neri Hashem, shuhu yizbarach nikra nere shal nishmas Yisrael. The Ebeshter is called the Nair of the neshama. V'inyan, and the idea is. Ki hi neksev, it says in the Pasuk, kol ha tahalel ka. Every neshama should praise God. Pidish tahalel. What does it mean tahalel? Meloshin behiloi nereh. Neroy, when he will shine his nair. Loshen ha'ara. The word halel means to cause an illumination. It's interesting. When we say halal on Hanukkah, it's not just I'm praising Hashem for the miracles. We're actually causing a godly radiance in the world. We're bringing, excuse me, we're bringing down the, the miracles of Hanukkah When we say halal. we cause a hilo. We cause a revelation of godliness explanation of the matter is, so he's now going to explain how much Hashem is beyond creation, how high, how the Abish there, how Hashem is so above creation, and creation is so not and nothing, and it's for that reason that we have to have a pe'ula. we have to constantly. Keep Hashem's attention, so to speak, on the creation. Because, the, because He is so infinitely beyond it. And beyond sustaining it. Because He's endless. Kihine says in the pasok, Ksiv ani avaya lo I, the eibishter, Hashem says, I, God, have not changed. What does that mean, I haven't changed? Creation didn't change me at all. The fact that I created a world. Now, what does it mean it didn't change God? It did change because before he before before he created the world, he was alone and he didn't he wasn't busy with the creation. Now that he created a world, he runs the world, he controls the world. And he know just the mere fact that he's constantly getting we all believe that Hashem knows what's happening. Isn't that a change? When news breaks out and Hashem finds out what's going on, you know, so that's a change in him. Something changed. This information. When we hear news, we change. So when Hashem gets the news and the information, he's also changed. He says, no, 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 it doesn't happen that way. Because we say, He says, I haven't changed. And you are before the world was created. And you are exactly the same after the worlds were created. Hashem is equally before and He's exactly the same after the world. Nothing changes in Him. So He gives. And so He says, we might think that just like, we might compare and try to, and make the mistake, and try to, like, when we try to understand God's relationship to the world, we might think that just like it's compared to the neshama. The neshama has a relationship to the body. The neshama is enlivening the body. is the battery, so to speak. It's the power of the body. So Tumashem is like the cosmic soul. He's the soul of creation. He enlivens all of creation. But he says it's not. It's not a good comparison, because when the neshama comes into the body to enliven the body, the neshama is mispa'elles, me haguf. The neshama becomes impacted and affected, and gets excited, so to speak, by the body. Therefore, the neshama experiences wear and tear by being in the body, and the neshama needs to go through rehab when it leaves the body. And that's what, that's what uh, you know, Gehenem, uh, All these, all these experiences, all a rehabilitation. The neshama has to go through therapy, to like. To to come out of these these dark experiences that it had in the body. Um, God doesn't need therapy from creating the world because he is not impacted in the same way the Neshama is impacted. And that's what he's going to explain the fundamental difference between even though Hashem is within the world creating it, yet he's completely above it. The Neshama is not that way. When the Neshama comes into the body, at least the part of the Neshama that's really invested in the body becomes impacted. It's not like the neshama that becomes impacted and the neshama receives. It, gets, it, 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 it has a shinoi. It has a change. From the occurrences of the body. Because the neshama is literally enclosed in the levushim of the body. the And the three garments which are thought, speech, and action. When a person is thinking thoughts, the nishama is completely invested in that. What's the proof? When I'm busy thinking one thought, I'm not free to think something else. I'm like taken by it. That means I'm, I'm, I'm absorbed, I'm invested. I can't think something else, because if you're thinking something else, then I'm going to lose this thought. So you see that when the neshama is being enclosed in a thought, that that, that thought is really trapping the soul. Okay? Shemakshath anashama enclothes the soul, umakifa and encompasses the soul, mikot sad from every side. Umam and it actually draws the neshama, lahatoysal to turn the neshama to anything that it desires. The neshama will be in the place where we're thinking. Our thoughts are very powerful. We take our neshama into... That's why we have to be so careful with our thoughts. Because if we're thinking not good things, we're taking our neshama into a very dark place. And the neshama is kind of like stuck in the thought. and The same is also in speech. When we're speaking things, our neshama is... Kind of trapped in those in those words. It's it's there. It's and in Mase and in action. which is not so by God. Ksivit says, "Kiloi say, My thoughts are not like your thoughts, which means I can emanate thought, but not be contained in that thought. shim shino Not only that, he's not accepting, he's not receiving, he's not being impacted in any change. The is from creating the worlds. and it's as if unscathed, untouched and unchanged. It's as almost as if the creations are happening autopilot, on their own, without God being conducting the affairs. Now, but that's not true because he is conducting every nitty gritty little thing that happens the tiniest leaf moving falling off a tree and spinning 49 times as it comes down the abister is orchestrating exactly how many times it should spin and how it should fall on which side and every little part but at the same time he's completely outside of it so <laughs> we can't understand that because it doesn't work in our minds. If we're in something, then we're in it. You can be out of it, but then you don't know what's happening. We're, we're, we are either within or we're without. But by Hashem, He's in and out of it at the same time. And just like Hashem was alone, before the world was created. There's nothing but Him. He remains exclusively alone after the world is created. After the worlds are created, He still remains alone. Why? Because all the worlds don't occupy any space. He's but aklal, To say that he is trapped in them. And even though, He's not chas fasholim. You see, he's not chas suggesting like, there were philosophers, who believe that God is too high for That Hashem is wrong. And that's why they said that God is not looking, He's not mashgiach. Hashem is not... Um, over uh, is not uh, overseeing or, or controlling what's happening in the world because he's too high for it. not nah, the Alter Rebbe over here is saying both at the same time. He is, the Eberster is involved in every, every, every nook and cranny, every little aspect of the creation. Every subatomic particle is being directed by Hashem every moment. And at the same time, va kulam, he's unliving them. V'tsoyfe, and he's gazing, umabit, and he looks at Seif Kaladairah to the end of all generations. with divine providence, Al Darke Ish, on all the ways of man, govern, and the scheming of a man's footsteps. like it says, Your eyes are open to all the ways of man. But, he says, you have to understand that it's fundamentally different than, because the if Hashem is watching and observing everything, how can you say there is no shinoi? He's gathering all this information. And this is all coming into him. You see, Chazal were very careful. When Chazal say that Hashem knows everything that's happening in the world, they use an interesting term. They say, It is revealed and it is known before you. It doesn't say, There's a difference. Yodea means he's actively knowing. Yadua means it is known. So he's explaining that the way God knows things is not through an actively knowing, but through, it's just, by knowing himself, he knows everything that's happening. So it's not like we gain, we gain the information from something that's outside of us. So it's like something changing in us as that information is coming in. And then, and then that, that has an effect on us, because new information is coming in, and that's impacting. But Hashem knows all, like the Ramam says, Hashem knows all of the creation, the Ramam says, in the knowing of Himself, He knows all of existence, because of his, all of existence is, is just an expression of His existence. How exactly that works, we don't understand. The Ramam Himself says we can't, because the Ramam says, we, um, we understand all experiences from the way we, from the way we experience them. So it's very hard for us to divest ourselves. We're just getting a little bit of an idea that Hashem's knowledge is in a way that He remains completely aloof, but yet He has all the information, but it's not in the manner in which He's trapped in any way in it. It says, before you it is revealed kol talumois, all hidden things. V'hakul galu lefanecha. It is known. P'rish hakul they're all revealed the yaddiola fun of Avalu Shayik all of Laimar. It's not Shayek to say by Hashem, Shay Deyah Behem, he knows them, kiyadiyas adam, like the knowing of a man. Shayidiyasai mu'bashtoi, um maqafasoy. When a person knows something, he is getting enclosed in that knowledge. But by Hashem, we can't say that. Shohuy is Barahram Venisam is Edavis Madreguis. Hashem is exalted above infinite levels. Abe in he is completely removed from all of creation. And how much is he removed? He said, Higher and higher and higher. In general, it, we say three times Kaddish. Kaddish means removed. Holy. Holy means sacred, removed. Three times holy means these three separations between the Ein sof and the process of creating the world. The Gimul Pamim Qadesh, Qadesh Kadesh, Kadesh, At Shahavayat Savakhis. Tull God becomes Hashem Tsa He becomes the God of hosts. There is three partitions. lahavas Sa'lama is Malacham To create worlds, Malachem and Nashama's. Ubir Inyan, he explains that right now. What does it mean? There's three three qadeshes. Gim so al Pam he says like this. In Hashem's name, see so again. God Himself doesn't need a name. The name of Hashem, as we mentioned earlier, is through through His name. What's a name? A name is the way you have others reach you. If you live alone on an island, as we may say a million times, or if you live alone on an island, and you're never going to meet a human being, you won't need a name. You need a name so that others can communicate and identify you. So when we say Hashem has a name, the name is only L'tzorach olamos for the sake of the relationship. So, when Hashem, the name of God, the primary name of Hashem is the Tetragrammaton, the Yud Vavke. Yudke Vavke, right? Now, we know, as we mentioned earlier, that these are the spherotes. Now, the whole idea of, of the necessity of spheros, of attributes, again, is only for the worlds. Hashem doesn't need them. These are emanations that Hashem emanated so that he can communicate with, or so that he should, or desires to communicate via those spherotes, those attributes, to the world. Now, the main attribute in where creation takes place the actual attribute where creation takes place is the attribute of Malchus because Malchus means he's the king over the world he's the Melech so from, in the attribute of Malchus that's where the actual creation is happening what, and, the, and, the, and the attribute of Malchus is hinted to in the latter He of Hashem's name He, the latter He the last He that's Malchus what is the youth Kei Vav? The yut kevav Vav are three stages of adjustment for Hashem is adjusting His infinite light so that He can come down to the last and final He. In other words, where does creation take place? Where does God actually encounter and conduct and, 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 and create and sustain the creation? Through the latter He, through the attribute of Malchus. But in order to get to that stage, there is three adjustments. Yud, k, Vav. And each one of these three letters are called Kaddish. See, the Malachim, let's understand, so who says Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish? The Malachim are saying Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. We, we also say it, but the Malachim really, it's their Shira, the Malachim are saying. What are they saying? You see, the Malachim, they're spiritual beings. And they sense the flow of energy flowing from God to them. They sense it. They know they're So they sense that God is giving them life. But the malachim have a little understanding. What do they understand? They recognize that the godly flow that's coming to them, which, is their, which they're so excited about, this is their power, this is their, all their energy. See, we're physical. So we think that we exist independently. That's our... I mean, we maybe know up here that there is a God, but emotionally... We feel very, very autonomousness. We feel very, very self sufficient. We feel like we have an independent existence. But Malachim, they feel every second that God is speaking them into existence. But they recognize that the, the godly energy that's speaking them into, cre- in, into creation, that's only the Shechina. that's only the Dvar Hashem, the word of God, that's only Hashem's attribute of Malchus. They recognize that's only the very tail, tail, tail end of something much, much higher that is infinitely beyond being a source for creation. So what are they saying? They're saying like this, Kaddosh, 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 that Hashem is not... They feel, again, they sense the latter he of Hashem's name. The latter he of Hashem's name, that's the D-board, Dvar Hashem, the Word of God that's creating the But Dvar Hashem, Shamayim Nasu, <inaudible> And with the breath of his mouth, kol HaShem creates all the hosts, which means all the malachim with the breath of his mouth. Now when the malachim are receiving this vitality, you know what they say? They say, this is gewaldic, this is unbelievable, this is such a power, this is creating the cosmos. But then what really gets them excited is they realize that this is not really what God is. Kaddosh! That the e is really above them. Meaning they recognize that above the hay is a vav. They don't know the vav. They have no hasaga in the vav. They only know the hey. That's why, by the way, in the second mimer over here, Rani V'simchi, he explains that we say, um, in Ashrei, we say, Rav Tufcha Vitzit and your righteousness, they sing. But the deeper meaning is, in Pasach Eliyahu it says malchus is called tzedek. Tzedek malchusa kadisha. And what the malachim are perceiving, what they understand, kascha yeranenu. What they're singing to is only the, only the attribute of tzedek, only malchus. Malchus is what they know. Malchus is what they understand. But they recognize that there is something above malchus. Kaddish. What's that? The vav that's higher than the latter Hey. That's Kaddish it's actually called HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kabbalistically, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not referring to God. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is referring to the level of the, the divine that's higher than Malchus. Malchus is the Shekhinah, Shochen, Shochen Betachtonim, the dwelling of God within the creation. Malchus is the soul of creation. Hashem as He enters in the creation. Kadesh is the, is the divinity that's higher than creation. The divine light that's high. But that's the Vav. That's one level of Kaddish. But then they realize that even the Vav, that too, Hashem is not the Vav. They realize that above the Vav there is a hey. That's the second madrega of Kaddish. Kaddish, Kaddish. And above that there is another Kaddish. That's the Yud. Three levels of Kaddish. After Kaddish, 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 it can become Hashem Tzavakais. Hashem can be the God of hosts, which means the energy is then contracted enough for it to become a sustaining power for all of the cosmic, of uh, all of the worlds, and all the malachim, which, which on its own it's endless. But that's only after three times Kaddish, the Kaddish of the Yud, the Kaddish of the Vav, and the Kaddish of, of I'm sorry, the Kaddish of the Yud, the Kaddish of the hay, and the Kaddish... The Tzemach Tzedek explains it a little bit, he adds a little commentary. What does it mean really? He says, in order that there should become a Yud, Hashem had to, every time there's a Kaddish, Kaddish means a Tzimtzum. He's withdrawing himself into himself, and then emanating something. So he says like this, between Kesar and Chachma there is a Tzimtzum, there is a Parsah. In order for the Yud to, to even that dot, in order for there to be a Yud, what did we say earlier in the beginning, in the earlier part of the class? Hashem has to remove his ain't safe light. The oyer keser is ain't safe. Hashem has to remove the oyer There is one, that's one kadosh, in order to create a yud. Then, between the yud, between Chachma and Bina, between the yud and the hay and the vav, there is another parsa. It says between Bina and Vav and the six, the six attributes, there's another Parsa. That Parsa is the second Kaddish. Finally, what's the third Kaddish? Between the Vav and Hey and Malchus, between the Ze'er Anpen, and Malchus, there's a third Parsa. A Parsa meaning a complete partition that hides the light and only a tiny little bit comes through. Three parsaos, kadosh, 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 and only then Hashem Tzavakais, can the can can God be the God of hosts? What is he What is he trying to bring out with all of this? Only one nekuda: that God is so much beyond creation, endlessly beyond creation. That's why it requires constant work to get Hashem to contract himself into the yud and into the hay of course, Hashem could have done it without us, but He wants to be in a relationship. So, L'maisi Adecha Tichseif. So, Hashem wants us to stimulate Him into that contraction. So we'll see it in a minute. Or be it in Gimel, Gimel, Paim, and what is the three times Kadaish? Who? Kihi Ne'bezahein Shebeshem Avaya. There are two Heys in Shebeshem In the Shebeshem Avaya, Heyarishayin Abchenes Machshava. The first Hey is Hashem's thoughts, but that. That's already a level, shy, but it's the level of thought is not yet the sustaining power of creation. Because Hashem did not create the creation from His thoughts. He created the creation from His speech. So thought is already, we're going to soon see a Shayek to the world, we're soon going to see thought is the source of Olam Haba. Olam Haba is Hashem's thoughts. And in the world to come, Nishamis go into, enter into this deeper realm of existence called Olam called, HaMachshavah, the worlds of thought. And they perceive godly godliness in the realm of thought, which is way, way beyond speech, higher. But creation as we know it, not only we, even Malachim and even Nishamis, they only know Hashem's, they're created and sustained from Hashem's Dibur. In other words, but he's, ach, what he's saying is, there is a yud, a yud is a point. Everybody understands that from the point, the point is definitely not sustaining a creation. Because what's a point? A point is a concentrated, potent, uh, uh, whatever, uh, that, that's not shy for anybody to perceive, understand, and live off. If you're living in the source, if you're burnt up, the yud is not shy to anything. But we would think the hay is already expanding into expression, into worlds, Bina is already a It's a broadness. Yes, it is. But it's way too high for oil for the worlds to be from the hay. So what happens after the hay? There is another vav. And the vav goes and, and takes the energy down low. vav is a It lowers it, it lowers it, it lowers it, it lowers it. It's like a teacher who takes an abstract concept and finds a mushal, mashalim and Ways to bring the subject down lower and lower and lower, make it palpable, and then the teacher can do what? Can speak and teach, and that's the latter hay. So after the vav, then comes the final hay, which is speech. And when there is speech, that's where creation takes place. Creation takes place on the level of the latter hay, which is. See, saying the hay machshava. That's thought. The and the second he that's speech. The source of the coming of the into beingness of all the worlds is only from the latter he, from the dibor. Malachim, who's created? Malachim, angels, unishamas, and souls. like it says, Hashem Nasu. With the word of God, with the speech of Hashem, heavens are made. And with the breath of his mouth, kol all the hosts. and the first three letters, pamim these are the three times kadash. Yud is one kadash, Hey is another kadash, it's a little closer to us, but it's still way above. The third, Then Vav is already closer, but it's still kadash. And finally, is there is a descent from higher from above. Until it can emanate the latter he of Hashem, the power of speech. In order that there should be the first he, he wants to say, Why do you need a Kaddish for the first for he? Because even to create God's thoughts, Hashem is so beyond thought. Therefore, even for thought and the expansion of life, that there should be episode radiance. See, the hay is already a it's a ray. But in order for that ray to even come into existence, the and not be cancelled in God's essence, in God's true infinite light, first there has to be a yud, which is a powerful tzimtzum, because from the Ein Sof himself, The world would not be able to receive any ray, even a ray, from the Ein Sof directly. So first there has to be a tzimtzum on the Ein Sof. There should be nekudas ha-chokmah. is as a, as a dot. It's a yud. They would not be able to come to existence something from nothing, because nothing could exist in the presence of Ein Sof light. There was a tzimtzum. And he gives, he, he says that this, this whole idea, that all life, that life can only begin after tzimtzumim, this is a very important Arizal concept, which the Arizal, does, this idea, that all existence has to start with a first removal of the light, and only after the removal of the light can there be an emanation of something that shaykh. there has to be a quantum leap from what was, and a complete disconnect, so to speak, from what was to something new. This idea that life doesn't just emanate, because or else what would we say, without the idea of tzimtzum, what would we say? That the Eberster is like the big, big, big source, and from him evolves eventually, even through a million levels, evolves worlds. But that would mean that he has a shaykhist to the worlds, in a way that, meaning he has some, the world, he has some, What we're saying is, no, there has to be a total disconnect. Because if there would be any illumination from what really is, from what God really is, then that would cancel everything. So therefore, that idea is hinted to in the words, Mechalkel chayim b'chesed. We say every day, Mechalkel chayim, that Hashem simply means He sustains life with kindness. What is the deeper meaning? Mechalkel has the word keli keli. Two times, Kayli, Mechal Kayl means Kayli, Kayli Chayim. In order to even create the concept of life, the Avisher is beyond life. He's called Moker Hachayim. He's in a complete different level of life. Life uh, Chai Hachayim. Not even Moker Hachayim. Moker means it's a source. Moker is after the Tzimtzum. Then you say Hashem is a makar of chaim Before the Tzimtzum, he's called Chai Hachayim. It's a different kind of life. It's not a life that shy to any any creation, any existence. So there. So what happens? Mechal The chayim has to come into keli b'toych keli. It has to hide in a vessel, and then from there it has to hide in another vessel, and only after it hides keli b'toych keli, only then is chayim then is chesed. Then you can have amshach of the Ebreisters chesedim into the world. As he says, In order to have life to sustain the world, There has to be a tzimtzum. One vessel in another vessel. Because Hashem is not life. Hashem is the life of life. And on that level, forget about it. It's only in order you have to get away from chayah chayim, so that you can have chayim, like we know chayim. Oh, he next now. It says ki Hashem tura. Now the Rebbe is going to add an interesting thing. After he discussed this idea that this creation of the worlds happened from the latter hay, and before that you need to have three kadoshes to come down to the latter hay, he's going to say. However, there is a level of worlds that are receiving a little higher up. There is a level of Olamos that are receiving and are being sustained from something higher, from a dimension that's higher. And that is what? That is what? That is, there are Olamos, that's called Olam Haba. See, what we're talking about till now is what's called Olam Hazar. Now, people make a mistake. Olam Hazar doesn't only mean the physical world. Olam HaZeh means the, the ruhni is to go worlds too, that precede this world. Malachim are also living in Olam HaZeh. They're not living in Olam HaZeh Hagashmi, they're living in Olam HaZeh Aruchni, but they're living in Olam HaZeh. Olam HaBa is something that we get as a reward of mitzvahs, of Torah and mitzvahs, we come to Olam HaBa. What does that mean? That means that we break out completely from this dimension of Olam that we're receiving from Hashem's dibor, And we enter into Hashem's machshava. Into Hashem's thoughts. And the energy and the pleasure and the ecstasy and the experience in in God's thoughts, we understand, just like in a human being, the energy that's in your thought is so much richer, so much more powerful than what you can convey in speech. Speech is already external. It goes outside of you. Thought is deep, rich. It's one with you to be able to enter and just receive life from God's thoughts, it's unbelievable. Well, where do we see that? Chazal say, it says, Beka Hashem lamim. So Chazal say, With the Hei Hashem created Olam Hazah, with the Hei, be And when it says Beka Hashem Tzurei interesting, the Altareb explains, even though we would think that be Hashem created this world is the upper hey, the first hey, because Beka, the, the name Ka is a yud he says no, and he proves it, but I'm not going to get into it right now, that the hay that Chazal say, that Hashem created this world, is the latter hey, is Malchus, not, not the first hey, not Bina, which is the higher he, it's the lower hey. But Biyud, Hashem created the world to come. What's that? The yud is Chachma, and Chachma is the sustaining power of the world to come. That means what is the world to come? The world to come is the Nishamas enter into the world of Bina, that's what Gan is. Gan Eden is a place where Bina is shining; Hashem's thoughts are shining in that world, and over there, Neshamas are mekabel the Ur in the Bina. Okay, the He makes of Ki Hashem tzurel biyud nivra olem The Yud was created; the Yud creates olem Pirisha Pidisha What's olem abba? haneshamis. It's the pleasure of souls. Shenehenin they delight miziv from a ray of Hashem the hisgalus Tainugzeh, and the hisgalus of this Tainug, what does it mean with the Yud Hashem creates it? What he wants to say is, even Olam Haba, which we know is like endlessly higher than Olam than, than, than Um but even Olam Haba has to go through the Yud. Because understand something, if Hashem would remove the filter of the Yud, and Hashem would Allow the world to tap in directly into the Orain Saif. if the Nishamas would not, would be privy, after Mashiach comes, not, in Abba, if the Nishamas would receive directly from the Orain Saif, the ray directly from the Orain Saif, there would be no pleasure. The reason why it would be no pleasure is because it would destroy, it would destroy the Nishama completely. Because when Chai HaChayim is revealed, there's no other thing but Chai HaKhayim, only the Abishta. So Neshamus would be destroyed. It would be evaporated. It would be not Shaykh to any. To have a Tainug means you have to be able to be you and you're receiving. You're a recipient. You're a Talmud. You're a student. You're getting. You can't, you can't be nullified in His light. So that's what he's saying. In order there should be Olam It requires Hashem to hide His Einsof light and only give out a Nekudah. The Nekudah of Chachma. Once there comes a Nekudah, a point of Chachma, the is then that Nekudah expands in hay, in Bina, in the world, in Bina's expansion, in the Hashem's thoughts, and over there the Nishamas are makabal. Now this is much better. You see, when they're receiving from the Yud, yeah. when they're receiving from the Yud, that means it's a great upgrade. Because as long as you're before you come to Olam Haba, where are you stuck? Not stuck. Where, where are you living off Hashem's dibor, Off the latter hay? Here, the Nishamas are ascending up to the higher hay, the first hay, to receive from Machshava. But even the first hay can only come after a yud. Without the yud, without the yud, not shaykh is to anything. So that's what he's saying. The hisgalus tainugzeh, and the hisgalus of this pleasure. Who are the tzimtzum oirin tzayf baruchu? The tzimtzum of the oirin tzayf. She uphinas yud ki kime oirin tzayf baruchu ba'atzma yu bechvayda. Because from the oirin tzayf himself ki kiviachol loyha'yai neshamas yichaylam lekamol neshamas couldn't receive ma'achas shehem bepchinas nivra since they are a creation v'gavul and they're limited v'oilam abah good. So that has to be through the yud. But so through the yud. Enables, but Oyla itself is not the Yud. Oyla because Yud is a because con- Yud is a contraction. Oyla is an expansion. What means after it concentrates in a Yud, which is Chachma, then this light that's in the Yud diffuses out, radiates out into a Hay, and Hay that's Oyla the Bina. For Oyla Mabah Atzmai Hay is the higher Hay. The al yud, nivra, and through the yud, this creates the possibility, this this pleasure. You see, in order for a nivra, what's a nivra? A nivra is a defined being, a limited being, as a creation. So we can only relate to something that's defined. To connect to something that has no definition at all, it would destroy us. You experience an or that has no... Da- That's why it says, when it talks about Olam Haba, what does it say? hanchil le to, to give, to inherit to those who love me Yesh Yesh means something That means As long as a lukus, divinity Is in its pure state It's called ayin, nothingness Because you don't have any hasag in it That's the in seif No hasag the orange Saif has to materialize into something. You have to have some kind of a definition. For instance, even when we, when, we, when we relate to Hashem, you see Chazal, the Torah, not just Chazal, the Torah has given us certain images that we relate to, even though we're not to make an image of Hashem, but yet how we refer to Hashem. Ovinu, Malkainu, Father, King, Shepherd. We have all kinds of... Because if we don't have anything to latch our minds on, if God is just God... So what? So you have to have Psemetzi It has to be pchenas Yesh So the same is In Gan Eden in Elokus The orange saif The ayin Has to become Yesh Where does it become Yesh? In Bina Bina is called Yesh Something That's why Chazal say that 310 worlds 310 worlds 310 worlds means Elokus Divinity When it became In a level of Yesh in something. But in order to make it a yesh, it has to go through the transition of the yud. The yud is what takes it from ayin to yesh, to something. Without the medium of the yud, we would be flooded by the ayin and the neshamas wouldn't have any pleasure, they would just be destroyed. Kamashakasav lahan khil, yesh, shai to 310 worlds. But now then it, could, it comes out like this. Then, in order to have the pleasures of Gan the pleasures of the divine, we first have to acclimate the divine. We first have to transition the divine to be, be yesh. If a is not bepchenas yesh, then there can't be any pleasure in it. That avoyda is the avoyda that we accomplish. We make the abishter lower himself down to be bepchenas yesh so that we can enjoy it, so there can be a tainu. If the to remains in his abstraction, in his ein saif, then you can't have a pleasure in it. ayin. And in order for a to define itself in some kind of a yash, ayin amuchlat, from complete ayin, is for that Hashem has to contract himself. So he's going to say, v'hineh schar mitzvah mitzvah. Now he's going to say that that inyan, the reward of the mitzvah, that too we have to create. Bipashtis you say, okay, you do mitzvahs, and then Hashem gives you reward. But it's not that way. Through the mitzvahs and Torah that we do, we actually create our own ganed. It creates that, why? Pidisha ha-mitzvah ba'atzma mam'sheches matan The mitzvah itself draws forth its reward. like it says, kapecha the actual toil of your hand, you can eat, you know, there's something very special about a farmer. More than any other biz- type of work. Because when you're doing other work, you're working, you're making money, you're, you're producing shoes. You sell the shoes, you're not producing money. You're not producing food, you're producing shoes. You get money, and with the money you buy food. So that's not mamish, yegi'a kapecha kiseicham. Yegi'a kapecha is the guy who has a vegetable garden in his backyard. And he toils, he plants the tomatoes and the cucumbers and whatever. And he eats mamish, kapecha, The kapecha. He himself produced the produce that sustains him. That's, the, that's in the most literal sense, kapecha kisaycham. In mitzvahs it's that way. It's not like we do a mitzvah and then the Abishnah gives us a reward, something else. The reward of the mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. The mitzvah draws godliness down. And that very godly light is what you enjoy. That's the sechar. Wow. Through the mitzvah that he does in this world, he draws godliness into somethingness. There should be a gilui of Gan Eden. There should be a revelation of the pleasure of the souls. Like it says, you're going to like this. Hashem puts him in Gan Ule to work it and to guard it. Chazal say Hashem put Adam and Rishon Gan to work it. Chazal say Beramach Mitzvah Sase Ule Shamra. That means we create the Gan through the Loisase. We guard it, and through the but this is the first time I saw this Laavda Ule Shamra is Lavoid Hay to make the haze. What's the hay? To make the two haze of the Yudkevafke ra, the lower he, through our mitzv- through our mitzvahs in this world, number one, we cause God to make the lower he, which is what keeps creation, the very universe in existence. What did we say earlier? Where does creation, the worlds as we know it today, oilam azeh, is created through the latter he. That's Lasham ra, through the shoimer he. We keep shoimer, we're guarding the world, because... This is only called guarding because the worlds were created already. We just have to guard it and continue to keep it that way. But oyalam ba we have to mamash create, and that's la la-av, da. That's creating the first hay. Why do we need to make the hays? Because a hay means that God is coming into some kind of a spatial already dimension. He's what's a hay? A hay is a point, but the point is being nimsha horizontal, vertical, and horizontal. It's creating a certain space. That means that godliness is taking on some kind of a form that you can apprehend it, understand it. But we have to create that. And that's the idea, hay To make the hay As the nishamas bring a lakuz down, We make the The V'zehu now will understand, this is what I said earlier, كل tahalil ka Every nishama, tahalil doesn't just mean Praise. Kol tahalel. You need to be mahalel ka. You need to cause ka to radiate. Because without without the nishama's constant work, then elokus goes back into its withdrawn einsof sof state. You have to cause Hashem to have a tzimtzum of the yud, and from the yud into the hey, Pirish tahalel v'ta'ir, causing a hilul and illumination, a aras ha hayud. Where mamshik the yud, shuhu bhinasa tsimtsum, which is the tsimtsum, lihiyois pehe hala, pchinas, so that the yud from the yud you can create the next stage. First the tsimtsum. it's hinted to when Chazal say Buresha Chashucha, first dark, the Hadr then light. The yud is dark, it's a point, it's dark, and then opens up into a hay that we can comprehend. Shu Pchinas Yash Me something from nothing. This is the but this is the avoid of the nishamas to stimulate koila nishamah to to cause the hilul of yutke. Ah, however, hainu dafka. This is dafka the neshama In other words, now he's going to explain it's not stam through our avoiddah that we accomplish this, it's particularly through us being called neshama What's neshama? Neshama means neshima, inhaling, exhaling. Neshima, inhaling. That means the ikkar inyan of being mamshikh, the ensof, into a state of perceivability, that we can perceive him, that it becomes definable. In Gan Eden, that inyan is accomplished through the avoid of a neshama in ratzai veshov. Ratzai veshov. Ratzai, the racing, the desire to expire, causes the yud. And then the avoida of drawing Hashem down, that comes after the the shuv, returning back into our vessels, that causes the hey. Yud, k. Let's see what. neshama comes from the words neshima, sheba adam. shehib chenas ratzai v'shuv, that's racing and retracting. Ki by neshama it's like it says, ashom v'ashof yachad. Ashom I think is exhaling or inhaling, and Ashraf is, no, Ashraf means to draw. ashum is to breathe out. ahevel, you inhale the breath, v'niknas v'yaytzeh, it goes in and it goes out. and that's why it's called neshama, kol the neshama is called neshama because it's the source of all breaths. The kolulusan, and it has within it, it's the source of all this inhaling and exhaling. And that's why the lev, which is the mishkan Haneshama, tamid, is always, you have a pulse. What's the pulse? The pulse is, is related to this idea of contraction-expansion, contraction-expansion, which is related to the breathing as well, the inhaling and exhaling. Yeah, back and forth. The whole creation is in that state of ratzai But ratzai and ratzai v'shuv. ma'ash enkin sharkolei which you don't find at all the other limbs. All the other limbs, even though there's a pulse in the body, but the limbs themselves are not in a constant active state. The, the, the heart is an amazing muscle. It pumps non-stop. And Hashem should help that the heart should help right? The other ones stand. Because the nefesh, really, the spirit of life of the nefesh is in the blood. And it's in the heart, the Afgh. And over there, there's the ratzayshuv, ratzay neshama, ratzayshuv. neshama, the ratzay of the neshama who nefesh. So now let's translate that into spirituality. What's the ratzay of the neshama? When you see the neshama is constantly inhaling and exhaling, in and out, breathing. That's the two tenuas. A neshama has two opposite tenuas, two opposite movements. One movement is to escape itself, to escape the body, to escape all definition, to go out of anything that's limiting it and looking to, to dissolve in something higher. And then there is a counter, a counter movement to go back down. And by the way, we say, Neir Hashem Nishmas Adam. That's what a candle is. That's a candle. A candle is also Ratzei Veshuv you look at a candle, the candle is flickering, it's dancing, it's racing, the fire is always seeking to tear away from the wick, and to go up, and yet the wick is holding it down. And that's the restlessness of a fire. And that's why a is compared to a flame, it's the ratzai v'shuv. So he's going to say, first the ratzai, what's the ratzai? V'hainu by shema, v'ahinu masira ratzai. When a time a person comes to shema, the preliminary work you're supposed to have done earlier, by psukat zimra, you're supposed to familiarize yourself and become so conscious of the Abishter and of, of godliness to the point where when you comes to Shema, you're ready to leave this world. Mamish, ready to leave this world. And in a deeper mesiras nefesh, and he says with him the truth is doesn't have to mean you're leaving this world. On a more simpler level because not I mentioned earlier that the word Sadikim, the Lechevicher one of the great Has Shuuram, used to literally part from his family. I mentioned it earlier, he would say goodbye to his Mishpacha before he went to Dav. He did not know if he was going to come back alive. The Alter Rebbe with the, with the... Rabbi Ramah Malach. The Alter Rebbe was Chavrusis with the Maggid's son. The Magid, the Richard magid had a son, Rabbi Ramah Malach. He was called Rabbi Ramah because he was a Malach. And one time, the Alter Rebbe was with him and he saw that Rabbi Ramah Malach was holding by klois and And the Alter Rebbe shoved, shoved the bagel at him in his mouth or something like he... And by that, he like... He like, distracted him and brought him back to physicality. The Maggid said, I owe you one for saving my son, my Avramelah's life. Said, you kept him here. You kept him grounded. You kept him in this world. So the, the this Achila, right? Is to keep... Right? So that's one level. But on a more simpler level, for a more simpler yid, not necessarily every yid is going to hold by a level of mamish expiring that a is, Hashem is leaving the body. But he says, one Indian you should be ready by, when you get to Shema. It by God should be so real to you that you should have extracted all desires that you have for anything else but for in the be, In other words, if you in the way you're supposed to and you meditate the way you're supposed to and you realize that the Ebeshter is the only reality and everything else is just a klippa, just a shell, just a, just a facade. It looks real, it looks, but it's, it's nothing. There's, the only chayas that's in it is a lokus. There's only the Ebeshter. And therefore I shall want only godliness. So mesiras nefesh means, nefesh also means will. Because will is synonymous with your soul. It's, it's who you are, your will. Mesiras Nefesh means you give up your entire desire from everything else. I don't desire anything but you, Amishtha. I have no desires. My only Indian is to be close to you. I ex- naturally, we're born with a million desires this, that, this, that. We, yeah, we're living in a, in a, especially in the Gashmistika world of living today, it's so, so alluring, so, 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 it keeps trapping us. The Indian of davening is you untangle yourself. It's like your tzitzis get caught in this, um, you get stuck in something. You, you, you untangle yourself from all the things you get stuck, and you focus your desire to one thing. I want only you. It means my desire is not to this people. I know what does that mean? Mesiras nefesh sheyakir ritzainoi that a person should uproot his Ratsain, Hamelubish bahavle oylam our ritzainois our desires become stuck in the stupidities, in the foolishness, in the vanities of the world. For lios rak that we should only have one ritzin la aviv shevashamayim, only one thing, our Father in Heaven. Like David Meluch says in Tehillim. Mili Bashamayim, who is to me in heaven, meaning even heavenly things, they don't impress me. The Imcha and anything that's with you but not you. Imcha means with you, meaning something that's tough to you, it's secondary to you. ba'aretz, I don't want that on the earth. I don't want what do I want? I want only you. I don't want anything but you. lo I don't have any desire. When one takes into his heart, take to the heart means to really seriously contemplate and realize, And, 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 and because it's not enough learning this stuff. You have to meditate on it till it becomes very real. That there's nothing else but Hashem. And everything is nullified to Him. And all the things in this world that look so exciting, delicious, enjoyable, pleasurable. Hanifradim, all the things in this world that are nifrad, they appear to be of substance. That means they're separated from God. It seems to be you're drawn to something. A nice car, nice suit, nice good food, whatever, anything. But... but that seems to be of a reality, of an, an, a pleasurable something, that appear to be something on their own, is only because these things are all broken shards. The very, the very fact that they can even appear to us to have such reality, the Ebershter is reality. And in the higher realms, the moment you look at something, you see that it, it's, it's trans lucent or even transparent where you see that its, that its entire essence is only when you, when, you, when you enter into the spiritual realms whatever you see you realize that it's just a God that the reason it is is because right now it's imbued with godliness with divinity and that's what's making it exist but in this world things appear to be independent stuff look like stuff and that's why we forget about the Eber and we go getting stuck with all these stuff so the Rebbe says but you should realize the reason why they look this way is because these are never broken things. This is a broken world. So this is a pathetic thing. And in truth, and that's why they appear the way they appear, but in MS, they too are batal tashel, ta And they're really nothing. And the more disconnected something is, the more insignificant it is. Because it's, di- it's separated from the source of life. It too is being sustained by the source of life, but it's, it's very minimal. The highest that's there is very minimal and very disconnected. Right. So you realize that. As he says that seemed to be something on their own. This is just broken shards. Like it says in the Pasuk, "To me is silver and to me is gold." Li, means it's bottled to me, meaning everything that silver and gold can buy you. Silver and gold, which represent really the 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 means to purchase everything else in this world. They became physicalized. When they came down low. When they came down through many progressive descents as it descended till it comes down to us in a total distortion. But in their source above, they're me to me, they nullified to me. And then you see they're nothing. The only realities. What does the pasuk say? To me is silver, to me is gold. So says God. What is the deeper meaning? You know why? Why the silver is nullified to me and the gold is nullified to me? Because so says Because they're all coming from my words. The whole power of the silver and the gold in its source—it's only from the words of God. So they're nullified to the words. So why? And the deeper a person is mamek, mamek, deeper. And more than the heart, the mind knows. So then the 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 the, the, the heart will understand. And then what's gonna happen not to turn, the and not to be withdrawn after bilti anything that's not God. The year Rak and his desire should be only to him, boy, to cleave to the Eberster, to cleave Tashem, Hashem, Ad Nefesh, to the point where the soul is like Mitsuya Nefesh, to the soul is like Mamish. means you're squeezing out every bit of desire, only Tashem. Okay, Achash Okay, that is only half the work. Now you've attained the total mrotsay, a burning desire. It's very dangerous to stay over here, because that's not the kavana. The intention of Hashem is that not we should we should come to this state. This is the this is an important part. This is this is like the state. This is phase one in serving Hashem. Now comes the ikkar. What's the ikkar? Now that you want me, okay, here I am. How are you going to have me? How are you going to have me? So Hashem says, I don't want you to come back upstairs, up into me. I want you to bring me down in your world because that's where I have a desire to live. You should turn around and go back down. Leoist, doing what? These words, Hashem says, in the words of Torah, I, my very self, my infinite light, I am enclosed in these words. So when you're learning and saying these words, you're having me. I'm coming inside of you. I'm coming into your world. (laughs) You will speak in them. When you sit in your house. When you go on the way. Because what does God have in this world? Where does Hashem dwell in this world? In the four cubits of Torah study. Of learning halacha. That's where the Eibishter is present. That infinite boundless God, yes, he, comp- he compresses himself into halacha. But he understands a different kind of halacha when you're learning the halacha after you have such a davening. Stamazayid can learn halacha, and he enjoys it intellectual stimulation. He likes doing a pilpal halacha. The Rebbe is seeing halacha as the deepest satiation of a burning soul that wants to expire in God's light and it quenches its thirst by having a drink of water in my This is how, he feels, okay, now the abishter is entering into me. into And he explains why. hu Since Hashem, as we said earlier, since Hashem is so Kaddash, so you'll say, what I desire God, so what am I going to do? Hashem is Kaddash. I can't have Him in the world. I can have Him, we say, the Balsham teaches, An amazing thing. A place where a person's desire is, that's where you are. Where your desires are, that's where you are. So that applies to a person, applies to Hashem too. Where Hashem's desire is, that's where He is. What's Hashem's desire? Teirah Mitzvah's. So Hashem is inside the taira. As as Chazal say in the Pasuk, Anoichi, Hashem alokecha, Chazal say the word Anoichi is an acronym for Anon Nafshi, I, my soul, Ksavis, I have inscribed myself. Yehavis, I have transmitted myself. I have taken all of me and put myself into these words of Torah. Samir. Eim la la'akadosh, Eim shayches. Hashem doesn't have any shayches. We turn over the page. <laughs> the Ebesht has no shayches to the world. He's infinitely bigger than it. Page 72 on the top. El yadei dalet dalat Only through the Dalit Amis of Allah. That's actually the word halacha. You know what halacha means from the word? Halech. Hashem is walking. This is Hashem's road. Hashem is mahalech, into the world. This is His pathway, where God works. It becomes a dira, literally. Hashem has a, has a dwelling place in this lower world. Because it's Hashem's wisdom and Hashem's will. And this is what man is all about. This avayda, this breathing. These two opposite opposite contracting contradictory feelings. One is to to, to to cleave up there and the other one is to draw down. <laughs> that the heart should desire and then return to make oneness in this world through Because against your will. Because you don't want at this point once you get to Shema, you don't even want to be alive in the body anymore. You'd rather just expire. And yet, against your will, you come back into life to do what Hashem wants. And what does Hashem want? Life to be present down here. And when we do this, then what happens? Every Nishama is mahalel, reveals the yudke. Then we have this big cosmic effect that what? Through our is below in these two Manners of his, of of rotzay v'shuv through our hesedness below we cause an is above we cause an awakening above shayadei yaday p'chinas rotzay shabavoyda Saadam through our rotzay and our avoyda Kahula Maila. the same as above p'chinas histalkus you see the the key word over here is through our rotzay what's rotzay rotzay means histalkus 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 means the neshama departing from the body. In the stage of Ratzah, you're, it's like the candle trying to flee the wick. The fire dancing. The fire dancing upwards, seeking to return to its source. That's an estalkos. It causes above two, that what? That Hashem is misalik, but not chas v'shalim, withdraws from the world. He withdraws the infinite light, so that a little bit can be revealed. Because we said earlier, if He doesn't compress the infinite, then He... You cause the tzimtzum of the oirin soif into the yud, and then when you bring the Hashem down into kelim, into vessels, into words, and into actions of mitzvahs, then you draw down Hashem lower, lower, in order to illuminate His galus. There should be a revelation of pleasure, of neshamis, Hashem. That Hashem then expands into Ganeiden, which is a place of, we said before, where Hashem becomes bepchenas becomes something. Vezehu and this is a word from the Balshem he's not saying it in the name of Balshem in the Mayim, but Hashem, tzilcha Hashem is your shadow. Hashem is your shadow. Just like the shadow, your shadow Copies you instantly. Whatever you do, your shadow was doing along with you. Ketzel shu adam, like the shade, like the shadows. Instantly, it's like it's it, it's not even like it doesn't the shadow doesn't have to think to copy you. The, 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 it's inevitable. It should be any other way. The shadow. That's the way it is. Hashem set up set up the world. It's inevitable. Your avayda, what you do causes causes the same thing above. Hashem has so connected himself to us that everything we do, it happens. So, kach, hui yuzbarach k'v'yachot tseil shalacha, Hashem is your shadow. V'hainu, and what's the pasach? Hashem tsilcha, Hashem is your shadow, al yad yeminecha. By your right hand. What does it mean, Hashem is your shadow by your right hand? So he says, Hashem is your shadow, shadowing what? Your right hand is your chesed, your love. So when you love God, and you yearn, so Hashem causes, that causes the estalkos above as well, into, into a yud. When you then, as a result of this love, are thirsting to drink words of Torah, and to fill yourself with that, to draw Hashem down, then that causes a descent of Hashem's light. As He says, Dahainu al-yadei ava b'mesiris nefesh, through your love b'mesiris nefesh, that's called yad yamincha, that's called your right hand, Yamin is love. that ratzai, that, that, V'zehu, and this is the meaning of, ner nishmas adam. The lamp of God is your neshama. Because your neshama causes the yud vavke to be illuminated. Without yura avayda of yud kei then there's no yud kei vavke. Sh'nishmas ha'adam shehubchenas neshima, our nishmasa Adam, which is neshima, berat in rat sayi in racing and retracting, flow and ebb, that's the ner, to illuminate. oirin soif baruchu bigan to draw down the oirin Saif in ganeden. So we're causing the entire creation of the spheris, the whole emanation of spheris. We, we 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 create that. We're emanating the spheris because without us, then the spheris would like there's no there's no life in the spheris. By the way, he doesn't say it yet, but he's going to be at the end of the Maimer. This Avedah of Mesiris Nefesh and Davani, this Avedah, Al-Shem Zeh, because of this Avedah, we are called Hashem's mother. The Maimer began that the Jewish people, Hashem loves the Jewish people, with three expressions of affection. He calls us his daughter, he calls us his brother, and he calls us his mother. I'm sorry. His daughter, his sister... Sibling and his mother. So why we asked her? What do you mean? How can you be called Hashem's mother? You're the mother of the Yud Vavke, not the mother of God, because you're mothering. What what, what what does a mother cause? A mother causes a birth of a child. You're birthing the Yud You Hear this? A yid is causing the Yud Vavke to be born, because because as our result of Koil Haneshama, Ta'alil the Abishta says, I am making you responsible for emanating my name. That's what it means. That you're my mother. Who, whose mother? The mother of the Yutkevavke. Because Yudk is not the Ebrister's essence. Yudk is his name. So the Yudke is saying, You are my mother. Meaning, because you're the one who's causing me through your Mesiras Nefesh in Davening, through the Avaid of Rati Shuv. You are causing the Yud and the hey to emanate. You're causing me to be born. You're my mother. Now he's going to explain. But we said earlier, we're also Hashem's daughter. So he's going to say like this, this is taka very, very high aveda, tzaddikim. Most neshamas cannot do this on their own. Yes. But the Alter Rebbe used to daven. When the Alter Rebbe used to daven, this is what he described to us over here. Is, is, is his own davening. When the Alta Rebbe used to daven, he used to go into a dveikos, and he used to roll in the room, mamish, and he used to cry out, "Me li bashamayim Who is to me in the heaven? And You would see he would rapture, and he would say, "I don't want you." This was he would say in Yiddish that Sam Tzedek brings. He witnessed his grandfather, nishma." This is the way it was heard from my grandfather's mouth. I don't, want you, I don't want your ganeden. I don't want your olam haba. I only want you alone. Don't say, don't buy me off with anything. Don't bribe me. Ganeden olam haba, nothing. Only you alone. And the chasidim had to put pillows in the room because the Alter would get so lost in his prayer and he would go into such an hislavas and such a fire that he would throw himself around the room and he would can get hurt. And you're talking about it, not a you're not talking about a balregesh, someone who Psa. You're talking about a balmoichin. He's the author of the Tanya and the Shulchan Arach. You're talking about someone with such broad moichin, yet his excitement would go so intense that he would he would he would lose it in davening. So he would come to this level of mesiras nefesh. Is this for every nesham? Is every nesham Shaykh to be called the Eibushter's mother, imi? So he's going to say ach. So he says like this. Every neshama is Shaykh to it. But a neshama needs help from above. Ach and that's why we're called Biti, my daughter. A daughter is a recipient. Ach love, but in order to come to this level of Ratsai us. you can't reach this only through contemplation. Meaning only contemplation, only seichol, and, and meditation one's own mind cannot bring you why? not because the neshama is not capable the neshama is capable so is mashma from the tzemach tzedek the neshama be'etza mishayach to come to this ratzai the problem is the neshama is inside a body and the body and the nefesh of Bahamas and the animal soul create such a choyshech create such a darkness that it's very hard for us to really 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 really, really feel the emes of what we just learned in mean, a hypothetical, it sounds very nice, but to really feel this—that everything in existence is meaningless—only God, and mamish that you don't have any emotion, any desire, and any pull to anything—you cancel, literally cancel and obliterate every desire, but the desire to God is is something that what he says you since the since we have a body and our body darkens our neshama, you can't. Again, With the spirit of one's understanding alone. From one's seichel, and from one's understanding, You won't give birth to such a love. What then is necessary? You won't give birth to this love. You won't experience this love. And explains, even though based on someone's seichel. You'll understand. You'll understand, you'll reach a conclusion, a conviction in your mind, that you should expire with love. You reach a point where you understand that this is the way I ought to be feeling. There's a whole chapter in Tanya where he discusses this idea of a human being who has a problem. He meditates, he understands, he appreciates the realities, the greatness of the Abishner, And he comes to a strong conviction of his mind that I should be going bananas now. I should be going nuts. I should be going crazy. I should be expiring. But the heart is is not on the same page as the mind. It doesn't, it's not happening. It's happening up here, but it's not happening in here. So, the rapture is not going to happen. Ella Ella, Alzen Nemar. But don't worry the altar episodes. Al Alzen Nemar on this it says: "Kato neri havaya. You are my flame, you are my candle." We're supposed to be the Abishter's candle. We're supposed to turn on the Yud But we need but but in order to do that we need Hashem to be our candle first. Ki avaya, you give the spark. The Abishter throws the match. Gives you spark. Someone was once by the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He was a college professor. I don't remember who he was or something like that. And he asked the question, he said, what is the job of a Reb? What, what is the role of a Reb?" And he explained to him that a Reb is supposed to like kindle the souls of the Jewish people turn on the neshamas would light them I don't remember the story the story is much richer than I'm saying it but I don't know I just never remember I remember one punchline so that after this holy echidus this professor says to the Rebbe no light, light, light my soul ignite my soul put me on fire Rebbe I'm ready but I, I. the Rebbe said I gave you the match <laughs> I don't ignite you. I give you the match. Now you can light your own fight. If I do it, then it's me doing it. I, but I gave you the match. So, the avayda is our Avaida, but the Abishter gives us the match. How does the Abishter give us the match? The Abishter gives us the match through tiramitzvah. See, Earlier we learned about learning Torah and doing mitzvahs after the rapture. After your neshama is already in Kalo So now you're learning Torah and mitzvahs to draw that Ein Sof light that you're touching to draw it down. Now he's learning a different dargah in Torah and mitzvahs. As a hachanah for the rapture. To get your neshama to, to, to explode. To get your neshama out of the... You need the koyach of Torah and mitzvahs called the serusah Leila. You're using mitzvahs, you're using godly things to take it in, to enable you to, 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 to come out of the chay of the guf. The eibishter is helping you light your nisham. It's a different kind of, it's a different approach in Torah mitzvahs. Your Torah mitzvahs is not after you're already holding in the mysterious nefesh and you're channeling godliness through your mitzvahs. You're using the mitzvah as an instrument to fire up your soul. And that's what he's saying over here. Um, uh, but hear this, this is Givaldic. Ki you are my lamp. So Hashem is my lamp, you will turn on. How will Hashem turn on my lamp? So the Rebbe says, Ata, you. It's all in the word Ata. Atta you, is Torah and mitzvahs. Why is Atta Torah and mitzvahs? Because atta has the letters aleph and Tav. That means all the letters of the Aleph base that are in Torah. Atah. When you look, uh, in Torah, when I'm learning Torah, I have these letters, these holy words. When I'm taking these holy words, they're the match. They're the fire. They're, 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 that's going to ignite my soul. And the Hey is mitzvah. Torah is Aleph through Taf. The Hey is mitzvah. Why? Because we know, we learned many times, that mitzvahs are called mitzvahs hamelach. Because what's a mitzvah? A mitzvah is a commandment by the king. So chayech to malchus, and malchus is the letter he of God's name. So aleph and tav, that's teira and mitzvah observes. Ata who pchenas teira mitzvahs, atos teira mitzvahs. Ki at aleph through tav and pchenas oisias at These are the letters of teira. Ma aleph at ve he yupchenas a mitzvahs, and he is the mitzvahs. And what do we say? Ki atoneri Hashem, Hashem, I can't get my soul on fire. I'm meditating. I'm meditating, but it's not clicking. Why is it not clicking? Because I have become so I have become so entrenched in Gashmias. The physical world to me is so real that I can't undo the effects of so many plates of sushi that I've eaten. This has caused this has caused the physical material world to become so real to me, so absolute, that I can't undo that. And that I should feel that you're the only reality. And my soul should crave you. I can't do that. So what happens is, ataneri Hashem, You're going to light my fire. How? Through the Torah. Is that what the Apostles say? Ki ataneri Hashem, and Havaya will illuminate my darkness. My darkness means I've caused my own darkness. By being negligent, by being indulgent. Especially if I did Averis Chas When you do sins. We cause darkness and veils and concealments and clippa and klepa and klepa and piles and piles of junk and muck, and that desensitizes the soul. You can't feel. The sensors of the soul become dull, and because it just can't feel. Why can't it feel? Because the heart became so burnt in the tayves and everything else. <laughs> There is, there is a darkness that darkens Umoineya and it holds back from the light of love illuminating Lashem. Hagamsha is And even when one is contemplating yo I know that I should be feeling now a desire to melt in Tashem's light, but I'm not feeling it. I know I should be. it's the darkness of the body the nefesh and the animal vivifying soul, hamabishem es nefesh kiss. they enclothe, and by enclothing they trap the neshama, The and therefore a person needs to have first sur merav a You need to, so therefore he's saying like this, in order to activate your Masiris nefesh of your neshama, so what the Rebbe is saying to Yid, what is he saying? Saying, Rabbi, don't you realize you have a mission to do? You you're a Jew. You need to keep the cosmos flowing. <laughs> you can't. It's like you can't. You can, like imagine someone who's who's uh, in charge over uh, you know the uh, the top secret of the U, the United States or whatever, uh, the nuclear facilities and whatever. And the guy's busy pressing hot dogs and doing whatever. <laughs> Listen, you have a responsibility. Telling a Jew, do, you're responsible for the to, to, to be the Eibishter's lamp. You need to create the Yudke. Now, and what are you doing? What are you doing? To the point that you get yourself clogged up and then you can't even fit for the job. You can't even do it. So, in order to be able to do that, so you need me Rav So we Interesting. Aseit is helps you. What's Aseit you? you do a mitzvah. You learn Torah. You're learning Torah not as a consequence of your davening as we said earlier, but as an introduction to your davening. You're learning Torah to empower you to daven, to help you daven, to give you a spark. But he says that's the ase toiv. That's the doing good. But you can't just do ase toiv. You also have to have a little bit surmerah. And that is what? You have to... What's blocking? Surmerah means turn from evil. That means you have to crush the ego. It's the ego that's blocking. It's the, it's the, the person is so is so entrenched in I want, I need, and pampering himself, that that I that you're so busy with, always making nice to, and always taking care of, needs a little crushing, needs a little beating. How do you do that? N- not through, not through chas uh physical, um, not through fasting and different mortifications that people used to do. Hasidus says, not that. Not, not demanding you to crush your body and break it physically, the, the early ages that was the Avaydah. crush your body. And anybody that was, anybody that was a spiritual seeker, did would go on gulas, and would 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 do all kinds of things just simply to keep yourself to keep themselves spiritually sensitive, or else you lose it, you become sofachmurit in Gashmias, you lose it. But a different khajbin. he says, what you do is you're, you 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 break yourself by by doing a chesh ben anafish. Do a little tshuva. Take into account and th- sit and think for 10-15 minutes about how, how lowly I am. Look what happened to me. I'm, I'm a godly soul. Look what happened to me. I'm so... Look, what, what is most of my thoughts? What am I busy with most of my time? I'm pursuing, I'm running after such stupidity, such narishkeit. And when you start thinking about it for a while of how lowly I am, you, you, you get a broken heart. You get a lave nishbar. And when you get a broken heart, you break the klipa. A leiv nishbar is ruach. The Pasek says, leiv nishbar ruach nishbara. A broken heart is a broken spirit. The Altareb explains from the Zayah. Ruach nishbara means you break the spirit of the Sitra Achra. That's, that's encircling you. That's blocking you from feeling godliness. You break that by, by having a broken heart. So as he says over here, the tzaddik chilasur. say toiv al Yadei sheiya mamar dechushbina. Marad dechushbina is a quote from Zoyar. The Zoyar says speaks about the masters of chushbina nefesh. It means you people that really know how to make a chushbina nefesh. What do you mean you have to be a master? Because if a person out of self love, a person can excuse everything. This I need. This I need. That I need. So you have to, have, to be, have to really do a thorough accounting. He says, from what? In you have to go through all of your actions, and all conversations, and all thoughts. And I love the way he expresses. He doesn't say, he doesn't say like, who knows what kind of thoughts, terrible thoughts, immoral, big averis. No, no. One thing, thoughts, speech, and action that were not devoted and dedicated to Hashem. If we make that cheshvam, we'll find pretty much. we find 70%, 80%. I don't know. All my machshavahs, all my all all the days of a person's chai hevloy, in a person's living a hevel, a nourish, a life, a silly life. Everybody knows it himself. How many of his thoughts are kosher, holy. Everybody knows nigei Everybody knows the own Nigay means the own blemishes of his heart. Sheheim These are it's these thoughts and these and these actions and these that are not taking God into consideration. They are what are holding back. Umaakvim and they are standing the way as the light of love. You're a Jew. Really, you should be meditating two minutes and boom. Your neshama should go. Why not? All that's all the chazarai that we're busy with that is blocking it. Ki kol ish, he says something very scary over here. Kikol ish mum, because it says every person that has a mum, the, the Torah says that every every kohen that has a blemish is not allowed to approach the mizbeach. That means this avoid of Mesirah, What's mizbeach? Mizbeach is a fire burning for God. If a person has a defect, a mum, he's not allowed. They they. they you know what the beys? by the way, one of the jobs in the big Sanhedrin and the beis hamikdash. You know what was their job? Their job was to inspect the Kirhanim, to see if which kohen. If they actually every kohen would have to go for a physical exam before the Sanhedrin. They would look and say, you know what, you can't because of this. So, but he's explaining it now. baruchnius any person that wants to go to this mizbeach and be engaged in this important work of what a neshama is capable of to be God's mother, so to speak, but. Call Isha Shaboy Mum. Any person that has a Mum, lo yikrav. Could not chas step close. Lechem elokov to feed God. Lo yigash la akrif. it says in the post, utimimimim yin halo toiv. Only those that are complete, to mimim. The ain't toiv. Yeah. ain't kim mumen. If someone is a balmum, shabali mumen, psulim lagabim is bayach. The balo mum is possible to them is And this one thing there's a mum there's a mum in the kohen a kohen but also there is the alachis of mumen in, in the carbon itself if the carbon has a mum the alachis is it's invalid so now but here's an interesting thing the alachis is that if you offer a any animal that became pasal you're not during the Avaidah, you supposed to you're not allowed to put it on the mizbayach if it became puzzle. Let's say it became tame, or if someone took the blood outside of the azara. a certain psulim, right? Or it stayed overnight, whatever. So these are all psulim. The allah, so you're not supposed to put it on the mazbayach. But what happens if by mistake the Kayan didn't realise and he brought it on the mazbayah? So the Allah is that if Im alu, if they went up, lo yerdu. The Mizbayach, if once it went up, you don't take it back down. Lo yerdu, you don't you don't take it back down. Why? Because it's... it's uh, that's Talach. The Mizbeach is Mechaper, and that's, that's Talach. But he says, that's not true about a Balmum. If the animal was disqualified before you shechted it because it had a Mum, then if you found out that they took it up on the Mizbeach, they pick it up and they throw it off the Mizbeach. You have to take it off the Mizbeach. So the Altered is saying, Chas that if a Jew has a Mum, meaning he, he has stuff that he didn't clean up yet in his Nafesh and now he wants to come Davin and be in a state of ecstasy and uh, and 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 this he may be thrown off the theba what does that mean he's going to explain what that means in that you're gonna that you're going, to, when, that you're going to get distracting thoughts in middle Davin and you're going to try to do this and they're going to, they're going to be revolving you from above that means Has for the Jew is being thrown off the Mizbay so when a yid contemplates this, when a yid contemplates this, what does it do? It brings him to a real broken heart. Once the broken heart, there's no mumum. See the mum, it's fixed very quickly. But you have a broken heart, the mum goes away. They take it down. Just like it is by. Krabah, so it is in every person who's trying to come close to God. Ko Isha mum. Every person that has a mum cannot come close by shema nefesh cannot have true mesiras nefesh by kriya shema. They don't let him read him Literally, from above, they take this neshama and they push him off the mizbeach. Umapila moi se lamata and chas and they cast him down until he does tshuva. well, so you think you can come and have masiras nefesh over here? <laughs> Who are you? You're a mum. If chas throw him off the mizbeach until he does tshuva v'irachameyu and Hashem will have rachamim. and then but once you do tshuva, nois them loi siyam el ma'ila they not only do they allow the person back up but they actually give him a hand. They help him back up. Then not only do they allow the neshama to have it, they actually help the neshama have this ava by Kriyashama. What words? Wow, crazy words. Now, a yid who is in this situation, which means he cannot come to the love on his own, cannot come to The art could. Those who cannot come to the love on their own. But they need to go through this process. First of tshuva, as we said earlier, plus they need the mitzvahs. We said earlier, the mitzvahs that you do and the Torah that you learn, that is a se'uya, that's the match, that helps the soul go on fire. Those yidn who need this, they're called bas, they're not called mother. They're Vine V'nei nikra bas because a daughter is a recipient. It's not within their own tevah to have this Mesiras Nefesh. To have this bittle to the Eibishter. They require divine assistance from above. The Eibishter has to shine upon them a spirit from above. On this Neshama it says, Shimi Bas. Listen up, daughter. The Abishta says to the Neshama, Uri'i and Uri'i and see, and bend your ear. Meaning, the Abishta is saying, I'm willing to help you. The Abish is saying, I'm willing to help you, my daughter. You can't do it on your own, but I'm going to help you. But I require one thing. Please forget. Forget your people and forget your father's house. What does that mean? One thing I ask of you, the abishter says, I'm going to help you to this Mesiris Nefesh. I'm going to help you into the union with me. But I need you to be willing to give up a little bit of your Gashmias to give pleasures. Forget your fathers, forget your native. You, you know, if you want to insist, <laughs> if you want to insist in, in having me and also enjoying your Gashmias, this tezam, Nishtazam, the abishter says. And then, if, you will, if you're willing to let go of Amechu Chubay Savich, Amei means, your, your land and your father's house means, things that you've become accustomed to, things that, that you've, you've, you're used to, you know, you're used to having your, little <laughs> Lubavitcher Rebbe, whenever he would like, want to make fun of the American spoiled people, like, it's amazing, he, he, the, the, the thing he would talk about was always like, it, it, was always, it was so beautiful always, when he would talk about it, he would always talk about orange juice, it's like you need your juice in the morning. Juice like that was like the American taiva that they had the ju- I mean he obviously things changed a lot. He would talk about wall-to-wall carpet. That was like, Oh wow. You need he you needs wall-to-wall carpet. And he needs his juice in the morning. And without that, he v'shalom doesn't have his juice in the morning, his ois mensch. He can't even be he can't he does, he's concentrated the whole day because just as a, an example of, of being stuck Stuck in them in the gashmias of the world that, like, without this, I can't survive. Um, or whatever. It could be our coffee, it could be whatever it is. But okay, certain, certain things we need, basics. But I'm thinking about, he wasn't talking about sushi and about uh, all, all the other uh, ribs and whatever. He's talking about basics. Um, what does it mean? Your house and your father's house. This that you've gotten used to you've been drawn after them. and the stupidities of this world. Forget it. See, the Avish says, I'm not even asking you to like totally give up on them. But you want a daven now, so forget about that. Just 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 for now, forget. Don't 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 keep it's like nothing happens. You forget you can forget spiritual matters. So the just says, forget. If you can if you can forget my review, you can forget dinner. You'll remember tomorrow. We're not talking about, you know, saying goodbye to dinner forever. you have to eat. But you know, nothing happens if you forget Abyssal. Shichichi, forget. Just clear your mind. To be able to accept upon yourself the yoke of, of, of heaven. The Eberster says, I'm giving you the fire. I'm going to give you the fire. But, but I need you to at least be a keili. If you're filling yourself with something else, if you're stuffing yourself with whatever, you're not a keili, you're not a vessel. L'kambalas o'yra'ava, you have to be able to receive it. Habama mamaila, that's coming from above. Va'azai. what does the Pasuk say? Vayisav And the king is, is going to desire your beauty. He's, the king is going to have a taiva, for, the abishter is going to have a taiva for your davening. He's gonna he's gonna he wants your beautiful soul. But you have to leave go a little bit. At least let go, forget a little. <speaking in Hebrew> the beauty of the radiance, Ava, <speaking> the <in Hebrew> the luminance of the love, <speaking in Hebrew> That's the N'er, that's the flame of the neshama. will be so beautiful. <speaking in Hebrew> this type of soul it says, Titein MS Liyakov. You give truth to Yaakov. That means that Yaakov doesn't have the truth on his own. He needs to be given the truth. There are neshamas that they don't need to receive the MS. They know the MS on their own. Those are the neshamas that are called Yisrael. Yisrael, kisarisa melakim. Those are those neshamas that they, they, they mastered their body already. It's like when was Yaakov called Yisrael when he finished fighting with Lavan and with Esau. And the Malach of Esau. So Riso, you've ministered in, over Elohim, over all concealments. Elohim is Teva. Elohim is Gematra Yahateva. When you've mastered your nature of your body, you're in control over the body, Yaakov. So then he's called Yisrael. Yisrael has MS. But, when, but before he reaches that level, when he's still struggling with the guf, with the body, he's called Yaakov. Because Yaakov comes from the word Yud Ekev. It's a beautiful neshama, a yud. It comes from, it's a a peace from God from above. But akev, it comes down in an akev. What's akev? Ekev is the heel. The heel is the body. So a Yaakov who's still struggling with the akev, with the darkness of his body, he hasn't yet, a Jew like that, needs assistance from above. Titain emes le Yaakov. The Abishta gives emes. Hashem plants a seed of his truth into your neshama to enable you to experience the emes. What's the emes? Enoid movadai. It's not by Him, so you should be able to love Him. K'nishmas nishmas Yisraelem beiz b'chinoiz kuz nishames of Yidna two levels. Ya'koi Yisrael, Yisraelu b'chinoiz kisarisa v'atuchal. That's already someone who's ministered v'atuchal and you've prevailed. Shekvar govar v'natzachal mochameh is already a tzaddik. He's already prevailed over the, in the war. Masha, Yud, Still the Yud who's struggling. This is a person who can't. He's still, 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 still uh, in the struggle with. Ela Yud Yaakov Jew, at least he still has a spiritual point in it. Sometimes you meet someone, and even his nivch, that little spark seems to have been extinguished. But the Rebbe is not talking about. It. He's talking about a Yid who wants to daven. He wants to learn. He's seeking spirituality. But the problem is, he's, he's, there's, a, there's, a, there's another side pulling him in the other direction. There's a struggle going on. So that's the the Yud. He's being pulled to the Yud above. He wants that fire. He wants... But he doesn't have the MS yet inside of him. Literally in his Teva. Hashem will give him the MS they see Om El-Mailah through helping him from above. That's the meaning of titen emes le So let's understand something. What does the Pasek say? Titen emes le Yaakov, chesed la Avraham. Such beautiful title here. Hashem is giving emes to Yaakov and He's giving chesed to Avraham. What does that mean? Here's the two things. The first thing is, the problem when when a person has contaminates his soul with an over... An overly indulgence and an overly obsession with the material physical world, whatever it is, and we all happens to all of us. What happens then is that you lose the ability to sense the ms. You become this. This world is called Oyla Shekhar. It's a world of lies, and the person becomes so believes the lie, you lose the sense of the ms. So the first thing you need is titan Ms. The Ebrister gives puts the ms in you, enables you to feel the ms. The MS of that the, the reality of the that the abishter is really real but that's 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 the consciousness you should be conscious of the ms the next stage is that you should react to that what's the reaction what's the appropriate reaction that god is the only ms that your love your passion your fervor your drive is only for what only for him that's chesed laavra chesed is ava, love and who loved Hashem? Avram Ayavi. First, you need to receive the MS. Titain MS. Hashem gives the MS to who? To the Yaakov, to the Yaakov Jew, to the struggling Jew. And then what happens? Chesed, that will result that Chesed of Avram, Avram's love, will then be revealed. Ashen say yiseinu make We'll see what that means, that you've promised. God says that you, you promised our fathers me make Adam for the days of past. What does that mean? Now you'll experience your Avram of vino that's inside of you. Ah, I, 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 he's learning that the, I made a mistake. The chesed is not the love. Avram is the love. But chesed, titan MS chesed Avram, you're getting the avram b'pechnas chesed. Hashem is helping you in the love. Not the chesed is the love. The avram is the love. But instead of having avram avinu on your own, you're getting avram b'pechnas chesed. That's why you're a bas. A boss meaning you're a macabre, you're a recipient. You don't have it on your own. You don't have neither the MS and neither the neither the Avram. You need to receive the Avram through a kindness. The kol whom you What? But here's the thing. One thing you need to do, what does that mean? One thing you need to do before this happens, you need to do tshuva. As we said earlier, if you do tshuva first, and the words, tshuva is connected to mimei kedem. Why is tshuva connected to mimei kedem? Because chazal say, the sages say, that one, the tshuva kadma la'ilam, tshuva precedes the world. may kedem means from the days of kedem, means that the from the tshuva that you do, then you're going to get the divine assistance then you're going to get that assistance. You're going to break out of the darkness. Okay. So now we're left with the understanding of who is called. We need to understand so we have mother. Those are neshamas who can come to Masiris Nafish on their own. Then there are daughter, those who require mitzvah observance to illuminate their souls and the tshuva and then Hashem gives them help and the work involves the tshuva then there is a sister in the explanation of the sister when our knesses Yisrael called sister this is a different level this is not the mitzvah observance which we said before, helps you stimulate your soul during davening. It's not the deepest expiration of the soul, Masir nafesh, that comes by davening. These are people whose lives are devoted to Torah study. They're called Mare Torah. Bechlal, when you looked amongst the sages... when they looked among, amongst the sages there were sages who were very, very, very big in the, in the olden days I mean in the time of the Tanoim, they were huge in prayer used to make a circle on the floor and he would cry out and Hashem listened to him immediately Rabbi Hanina Ben doisa everybody used to, he was like he was a Rebbe people came to him for sick people and then there was like Rabbi and ben Zakkai, whose main occupation was Torah study. Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara says that they told Rabbi Akiva, not Rabbi and ben Zakkai. I think, how come Rabbi Hanina Ben-Daisa, he's able to always pray and get his prayers answered, and you not necessarily. So Rabbi and ben Zakkai said, because he's like a servant in front of the king, and I'm like a minister. And the minister is always next to the king here and there, but the servant, a beloved servant of the king, asks the king for something, and the king does what he wants. The minister, the king, whether listens to or doesn't listen to, but as in certain ways, the, the simple servant has more power, but after all, I'm a minister. Meaning to say that the ones who are learning Torah, they're the minister's. How does that mean? What does that mean? So it's these people who are Mari Torah, these are the, the, the masters of Torah. their Torah is their trade. When it comes to the, the quality of Torah, it says a Medrash, it's explained now why when the people that are Torah, why are they called brothers to Hashem? Why are they called sister? the sages say an interesting thing about Torah. It says that Hashem was willing to look away on the three cardinal sins, on the sin of um HaRoyos, which is forbidden relations, shvichas damim, murder, spilling of blood. But Hashem was not going to look over the lack of Torah study. Well, Indian, and it seems to be very strange. I mean, how can it be these are very big sins? And Hashem would "Okay, I'm, I'm, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can look away from the fact that they committed murder, but the fact that they're not learning Torah—that's the worst thing. Why is that? For Indian, What is the study of Torah? dirasa You see, to make this world. A home for God means that you have to make this world hospitable to God. That means we have to clean up the house. This world is a mixture of good and bad. Hashem created this world in a very, very confused state. And we have to organize and make the whole world a place where Hashem can live. What does that involve? Getting rid of the bad guys and cultivating the good. That entire operation, whose whose job is to oversee that operation, of ridding the world of evil, and see. So the problem over here is, if evil would be very, very definable and very clear, then um, then it wouldn't uh, wouldn't be that difficult. The problem is that evil masquerades as good, and it's not. It's a lot of gray. It's not black and white. So you have to really be able to have a good nose and settle out what's... It's like terrorists that are coming into America like uh, innocent uh, like innocent migrants who are running away from oppression. Meanwhile, the guy is a terrorist. So you have to be able to schmeck him out, to vet out the bad guys. So And the world is fully populated with bad stuff and a lot of good. So the one, the manager of this entire project of making the world into a home for God by separating, by identifying the bad and separating it and by cultivating the good is the Torah. Because it's exactly what the Torah does. You have six volumes of the Mishnah and the six volumes of the Mishnah do exactly that. This is permissible, this is forbidden. This is kosher, this is not kosher. This is right, this is wrong. This is guilty, innocent. By pronouncing guilty, innocent, and deciding all the things in the world, that we think, it's not just, when the Torah gives a psaq halacha, it's an amazing thing. When the Torah gives a psaq halacha, it's not just, it's telling us how to conduct ourselves. It's defining reality. And it's having an impact. Because when the Torah says something is forbidden, it's actually destroying the klippa. Why? when the Torah says this thing is forbidden when, when a rabbi, Paskins, when a Rav when a, said that this thing is forbidden, the object obviously is not just an object, the object is a force in the universe because backing this object or this phenomenon or this food or this animal or this whatever is a spiritual angel and angels and the whole, a whole reality in the universe now this reality might be pretending to be a good guy and while it's pretending to be a good guy, it's receiving energy from Hashem. But once the rabbis say that this is pussel, or usher or Tame, when this angelic force, which represents this evil, comes to receive his monthly stipend, his monthly check, they let him know that you're not getting You're cut off. Understand? So the rabbis, when they're studying Torah, are doing amazing work in channeling the funding to the right places and cutting off the bad guys. By saying that this bank account is used to funnel funds to the wrong guys. You understand what I'm saying? So you have, to be, you have to be able to know which accounts to close, which accounts to support, right? That's what the Torah does. The Torah makes all the decisions. And the rabbis, who are the ones who are deciding halachic decisions, They're literally running the universe. They're directing God's influence to which places or not. They're running the system. That is the reason why they're called sisters, brothers to God, because it's God's job to run the world. And who helps Him? The ministers. And that's why they're called brothers, equal to Him. They are like the king who issues decrees of who to destroy and who to... They're the kings. That's why the hachamim are called malachim. They're called melech king. V'inion, ki ne izbarach, ki because all the matters are the Torah. us or that which is forbidden, and that which is permissible. Kosher, that which is kosher, apostle and that which is invalid. Tameh, that which is ritually impure. V'taher and that which is ritually pure. havdala, it's here only to separate. We're going on to the last, the last paragraph, between good and bad. Like it says, that the Torah's job is to separate between an animal that could be eaten, and an animal that cannot be eaten. Okay. He makes it, it says in the Pasuk, In me, the Torah says, in me, with me, kings are ruling. With me, the Torah speaking, the Torah is saying, in me, I, I make kings kings. What does that mean? The Torah is saying that I... I enable the rabbis, they become kings. They become governors. They govern the matters of the world. Vamru, and they said, and Malka said, the Mishnah is a king. Shehikamelech, it is like the king. Shemetzavalas is The king is giving, pay him, cut him off, kick him out of the country, throw him in jail, lock him up. The king's word is the final, final thing and so it is with Torah Torah decides everything now he makes it and it says in the Pasuk you hear this in Takbi the Meklipa wants to rise like an eagle that means that the unholy tries to siphon energy from a high place asaph tries to receive from a high place but Hashem says if you will rise like an eagle Mishama ritcha. from there I will cast you down I will throw you down N'um HaShem So the word of God Simply means God, God promised That's a prophecy It's a deeper meaning The word of God of Torah Is what catches the eagle When the eagle wants to soar It points out and it says Tame And that they throw the eagle down Puzzle Chayev Put it this way For example when you learn Masech das You're learning about a ganav you're learning about a violent, an ox. It's, this is not just an ox. This has much broader meaning and different, different energies and different powers in the universe that are evil. And when you call them what they are, when you define them, one of the things that is, that is, that is so, I'm just going to give an example, one of the things that make the world so dangerous today is that the leaders of the world do not want to define evil and call a spade a spade. They don't want to do it. Obama does not want to say Islam, uh, what, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, he doesn't want to say ISIS, but in addition to that, he doesn't want to say uh, radical Islam. He, don't, he doesn't want to call it what it is. And because when you don't call something what it is, you're giving it power. You're allowing it to exist. If at least you define it, you know what the evil is, okay, now you have to cut it off, but at least you give it the definition. You don't want to do that, you're allowing them strength. So the Torah does the exact opposite. The Torah is the MS and the truth. The Torah says, Pasol Kosher. And Torah is really the king, it's God, and the rabbis are the governors, and they're the ones who are deciding. They're deciding the universe. And when Hashem decrees this is possible, that means that this thing should not be sustained. Because if it's possible, it shouldn't get life. And this throws the klipas down, the sitra achra lamata, and the sitra achra below, the yasparidu Ale oven, and all doers of evil are separated from Kedushan. And the same is also when a person studies Torah. Not just the Torah itself, but it's when every Jew learns Torah, especially someone whose life is Torah. And he differentiates kosher or not. What is kosher and what is kosher? What is kosher what is He schleps down the forbidden apostle. And he throws it down low. And he throws it down low through the word of God that's in his mouth, which is the word of Allah. so it's fulfilled in him and through him, through the Yidus learning Torah, it says, from there I will throw the clipper down. Yidin are called brothers and friends to Hashem. Like it says in the Pasuk, for my brothers and friends. Who's the brothers? It's referring to these neshamas that are the Torah scholars. They are like brothers. My friends, yes. Hashem's friends, Hashem's brothers. Because they govern together with Him. They govern together with Hashem. Let's understand something. Now earlier we spoke about also separating good from evil. When you do tshuva, and then you're the abish that you do a mitzvah. And it helps you do a birer It helps you separate yourself from the darkness of your animal soul. That's a different kind of a birer That's a birur which means you are struggling with the darkness from within you. And you're here. It's coming from above. You're like the commander. You're like God. Kosher treif. It's it's also a beer, It's also a separation, but not from below. It's coming from above. A decree from above, separating good and bad in the world. The zehu and this idea is Mm -hmm. The voice is the voice of Yaakov and the hands are the hands of Esav. So the sages say as long as the voice of Yaakov is strong the hands of Esav have no power. So now you understand why. As long as Yidin are learning Torah Torah is decreeing reality. Torah is deciding reality. And Torah says that a pig is not kosher. Esau is compared to a pig. It's not kosher. As long as Yidin are learning halachas of, you're learning, when you're learning halachas of Samicha, whatever, the halachas of Yeridea, and you're learning kosher pot, non-kosher pot, what happens when a little non-kosher gets in? No, nope, not kosher, get it out. It's not just, re, it's not, you're not just deciding a pot. You're deciding the forces of, of, of in the world. Esau is trying to get in. The little Chazer uh, fat is trying to get into the pot. He too wants to say that you're, He's kosher. Let him in. No, no, no. It's less than 60. No good. ben might not. Listen, no, that. All these decisions, these are huge things. We're talking about pots and pans, but this is huge element. This is... So, but that's what we say. As long as the curl, curl, Yaakov, the voice is the voice of Yaakov, Esav's hands are not... don't have any power. Because he... Again, the power always comes from above. If Esav is siphoning energy, that's when he has power. Esau doesn't have any power. The extraneous forces don't have a uniquea. Because you're separating it. What's the ko- what's the what's the Coil coil. Ko- ko- ko-. It's Gavaldig. When a rabbi is learning, he's learning down here. Now, a human being does he have a deci- does he have an ability to decide? the cosmic flow of energy? You're a human. Are you? The answer is, when you're learning, God is also learning. And when the two voices, when you're channeling, your coil, coil, the coil from above and the coil below are connecting together. So then the Yid is tapping into the, the, the power of the Ebershah Torah up there. And it's now being, the rabbi is learning with Yerushalayim. So he, his voice, and it's Tafka when you speak. That's why learning Torah is not enough in thought. Because you're learning Torah in thought. If a king is thinking, he doesn't govern. Govern is only, that has to come out of his mouth. Lock him up. We said earlier, close the account. This, that, you know. Eh? You, have to, you have to say it. That's why HaKol Yakov. when there is a voice below and you're speaking it and your voice is connecting to the voice up there, that means you're learning Torah, not with ego. You're learning Torah pure because this is God's will and you're deciding it. You're actually eliminating your day in the Esau, in the hands of Esau. And Esav doesn't mean only Esav. It means everything that represents the unholy. The hands of the klipah don't have any control, are weakened. When the supernal voice, which is the word of God, mischaber attaches itself, in the voice of the person down here, I put my words in your mouth. My words that I put in your mouth, these are my words. And then the Mishnah is, is, is the King. The Mishnah is just—it's God speaking. And when a yid is on this level, he's called Achosi Rayasi Tamasi. He's called my brother, my bride. And why is he called Tamasi? Tamasi means my twin. To Umasi tamasi You're my twin. achim. You become brothers. To And that's what Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakkai said. I am like a minister in front of the king. A minister governs because uh, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakkai was the leader of Torah Shaval The whole Torah Shaval came from Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakkai. Why? So he's, like a, he's a minister. He decides things. However, however, but let me just say one more thing that the says. But there is a quality. In the simple servant, over the. We said that when they when someone needed someone to be prayed for, when there was a sick person, and you needed someone to be prayed for, you didn't go to Rabbi Yehuda ben Zakkai. You went to Rabbi Chanina ben Dosa. Chanina ben Doisa was the was the davening yid, was the servant, no. And the answer is like this. The minister, let's say there's someone, the minister has to govern by the rules of the government. And what happens if um, based on the rules, this guy needs to be punished, he needs to be locked up, he needs to be fined. The minister can't bend the law. I mean, he can do illegal stuff, get caught. He has to, if he's doing his job, he has to follow the law. He's restricted to the law. However, if you go to the king himself, the king is able to, I mean, there's always a question of how much the king is bound by the law but a king can pardon a king has abilities to like go to the king the king can do that so that's the difference between Abiyachana ben Zakkai and Rabbi Hanina ben Deiser. Rabbi Yechana ben Zakkai is the minister so he has to, he has to follow the rules if Chas someone is sick why is the person sick? so the sages say ein beloi beloi ovein there's no suffering without, without a sin if someone is suffering, is because based on the chachma of the Torah, they sinned and they need cleansing. And that's why they're sinned, or whatever. That's why they're sick. That's why. I mean, there can be reasons. So there, there is a reason that the person needs some kind of a tikkun. I don't know if they sinned or whatever in a previous gilgul. You know, we don't know God's chesbainus, but Alpi Torah. This is the way it is. So Rabbi Yechanan, who is the master of the Torah, can't change it. But but there is someone else in the palace, not a minister. There's a simple servant, who his job is to bring the food in front of the king. And he doesn't have any management role. Someone asks him, do me a favor, please ask the king that I have a problem and I need help. So he turns to the king, he finds the king at a good moment, and he says, you know, as a simple servant, my you know, your majesty so and so asked me to. The king can can pardon. That's what Rabbi meant, Because the fact that he's a simple servant allows him to go to the king himself. The minister is is kind of more restricted by the by the, by, the, by the regulations, by the, uh, by the way things are set. So there is a quality in both. Ah, however, the Rebbe says, the problem is, so this is like, wow, the Nishamas that are called brothers are like, man, he says, no, 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 but it's, you see, as great as it is to be a brother by Torah, but the problem is the Torah can only govern once God gives the Torah the authority to govern. But we spoke earlier, where does the Torah come from? The Torah is only is only valid because the Torah is expressing God's will. And that means that Hashem has to be invested in the Torah. Hashem. Torah is Hashem's Chachma, but God has to be invested in it. And Hashem in essence is infinitely higher than wisdom, higher than the attributes, and therefore higher than the Torah. So that's why, if someone says, I only have Torah, then even Torah he doesn't have. Why? Because the Torah is meaningless. The Torah is only strong if God is imbued in the Torah. How do you get God to be imbued in the Torah? That's what we said earlier, ko'il Haneshama, through the inhaling and exhaling, through the mysterious nefesh in prayer, you're emanating, you draw Hashem down into the yutke. Then the Torah is powerful. Once you draw Hashem down into the Torah, the Torah is powerful. The Torah governs. But you have to first bring Hashem down in the Torah. That's the level called mother. Mother is the level of prayer of Masiras Nefesh. Then once there is a mother, then you can be a sibling. Then you can once Hashem is now brought down into the Torah, then you can govern through the Torah. So Ach <speaking in Hebrew> Torah. If someone says I only have Torah, I'm not into prayer, I'm not into anything else. So the sages say, i feel the Torah Torah e'ilow, even Torah he doesn't have. He has information, but he doesn't have Torah. Meaning his Torah is not potent. His Torah does not do what, what we spoke about earlier. <speaking in Hebrew> What's the power of Torah? Is, <speaking in Hebrew> because Hashem and his Torah are one. <speaking in Hebrew> so, therefore, so yeah, if the Torah is one with God, so what you need to do is you need to keep the Torah. <speaking in Hebrew> The person too has to become one with God through his Mesir as Torah. That's where the person is that imbuing the Torah with, 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 with the Orin Seif. When the person only has one will for God. Through this the person draws forth the revelation of Torah from its source. Shamasham Maker That's where the neshat, where the Torah is excavated. And the Shorash of the Torah emanates from Hashem's Chachma. So you have to draw Hashem down into that. So what's neat. See the Torah is the Yudke. But you first have to bring Hashem into the Yudke. And that's what we said earlier, it comes through the prayer. Uksivan it says in the pasik ותוירה סם be yisrael Hashem placed testimony in Yaakov, and Teirei placed. Yaakov And what's Yisrael? Yisrael is this level of a Jew having מסירת נפש. You have to create the Torah. Through the person he creates Torah Through this Mitzvah, that's when you draw down the Yudkei imi, And this is called mother. She's the mother of the children, because she, he, ha, this is what gives birth to the Torah. Which is Torah and Avoidah. Allah said, Allah, however, that Al-Tarebbe makes a very, very short and screeching ending without really much elaboration. According to this, the lowest is the daughter. The daughter is a simple Yid who's doing mitzvahs and helping him maybe experience this greater love, but he can't even do it on his own. Then there are Tzadikim who are Messirah's Nefesh Jews, prayer on the highest levels. Then there are Jews that are masters of the universe. They're God's brothers they rule the world, and which one is the lowest? The bas, the daughter. Yet he says, "La the daughter will be the highest." bas, the avoida of a simple Jew, will rise higher than canal. to be the woman of valor, the crown of her husband. This last Indian is a lot to discuss. Maybe we'll learn it next week. This last idea in a different manner. Maybe we'll learn an explanation on it to explain this idea. Why? Yeah, I'm just going to quickly learn the ktsas bir al because this, I said this earlier because I, like I said we don't we don't have this part of Torah that's not See, bas we said is the Jew who's still in a state of mizbarer. He's still stuck in his animal soul. He's struggling. V'achosi the level of sister, Torah is the power of birer, from above. Prayer is, or the is being from below. It's a difference, by the way, that Samach relates it to the difference between Yosef and the Shvatim. It says that they bundled bundles, and then their bundles bow down to his bundle. What does that mean? Because it says that they. Were still, they were like the Yaakov Jews, Yud Ekeb. They were still struggling with the darkness. And they were involved in the avodah of doing birurim, separating good from bad within themselves by bundling a bundle of shiv. But then when they're done their avodah, they have to give it over to Yosef. Yosef is like this neshama that's called a brother to Hashem. That's why Yosef, his avodah, is to channel godly light down and to complete the birur from above. That's what I said earlier. This is like the minister. Yosef, that's why, that's why the brothers asked Yosef, do you think you'll rule over us? Do you think you're a minister? Because he really was a minister. It's like a simple servant. Because servant. A servant. And all these three levels are hinted to in the Ne'er Hanukkah. Why? Gimel Yechudim. Because through these three Avedis we accomplished three Yechudim. Havaya eka, the Yudke Vavkeh with Eke. That's the That happens through Mesiris Nefesh. Why? Because Havaya is, is, is in Chachma and eka is in Bina. So you're causing a union between Chachma and Bina when you're having Krishma with Mesiris Nefesh. Havaya Elohim, is through Torah, when you're drawing God's light into, into, into Avaya Adna, and then Havaya Adna, Gamatni and that's through um, mitzvahs. And altogether, it's Gamatri Nair, two hundred fifty, like I said earlier. Yichud Avaya Echashu Yichud Abba Veima, who al Mesiris Nefesh. That's through Mesiris Nefesh, Bikriyishma, Haaris keser VeYichud Zun, unifying Zun, on Yichud Avaya Elohim, who al Yedei Torah. When all the lights come down to be finally sealed. The level called daughter will be elevated because the power that's being because the power that's being It's going to be higher than Shema. See, the power that's Mavara, from above, it's the same idea that Yehuda, Mashiach comes, is going to be higher than Yosef. Now Yosef is higher than Yehuda, Yehuda will be higher. The power of the Nitzutzi Kedusha that have fallen, that need to be refined, they are higher than the power that refines them. Just like ultimately the body will be higher than the soul. Because the the fallen sparks fall from the name of Samach Gimel, Shem Sag. The name of 63 is a far more essential name of God than the name of 45. 45 is now presently higher than 63. But 63, the level, the name Sag, So this Avoid of simple obedience, simple mitzvah, and the like, ultimately will transcend everything. All the other avodas, And that's Yurani Vesimchi Basia. The Daughter of Tsiyad, you rejoice because Mashiach is coming. The Noahide Goyim? Yeah, they in, you know, the God. That's very good. So, what do you know how they The control? No, no, no. Control. They. No, no, no. Controlling the world are only only uh, it's God controls the world and these yeah so the noide yeah, yeah but even even if they're real no, I no knows yeah then they're living they're living a good life as, civ, as civil human beings but they're not controlling the authority no they have a, they have an effect on their immediate surroundings. The what? what about the matches you mentioned? You know? Let's say the person gets matches one time and throws them away a second time, third time. So what happens, you know, the well, is there any the explosion? What is the actual is the thing the person gets finished for? For what? Using those for not using the Mitzvah's lights? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because I'm sure we get a lot of matches and we don't use them. <laughs> no What did I wanted to make it later? <laughs> this is good. This, this time is good. Yeah. I, I, I know No, but it's hard, but then you know what happens? Then it's going to take uh, an hour and a half till I'll explain where we left off last you know, week. But we've been doing this already for for, for ten years. I know. So this if is you good. Have more, it's good. But okay. if there's something if we could do it people would come. Okay. If they would do it Sunday in the morning, like the whole day maybe, is nothing even half a day. Okay. And they, they would retreat and you uh, would be just teaching this and there. Uh, you know. Very good, maybe.